Live from New York. It's Saturday night. It's the incomparable episode 213 with David Lore, Monty Ashley, Lex Friedman, Philip Michaels. Lisa Schmeiser, sponsored by Squarespace, Drobo, and Harry's, and now your host, Jason Snow. Welcome back to the Incomparable Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Snell. I love drafts. I'm a draftaholic. Um, uh, I think everybody's supposed to say hi, Jason, at this point. <laughs> hi, Jason. I don't know what you're talking about. I can quit any time. So we have a really good uh, draft uh, that we're going to do tonight, uh, and it is entertainment-related. Um, all the people on this are are people who have, have watched um, uh, many, I would imagine, uh, terrible and good Saturday Night Live sketches over the years. And, um, you know, one of the complaints I get about our drafts is that we don't do anything with the things we draft. They're like, like I've got a whole bunch of Star Trek episodes that I will watch Choke on that. Yes. <laughs> and so, and so by, by suggestion of, of, of Lisa Schmeiser, who you heard laughing in the background there, uh, we are going to draft uh, our fantasy Saturday Night Live casts from the history of the show Anybody who was a uh, a cast member or a featured player or I'm going to say a writer on the show is oh. eligible for the draft. Jason and we're has going tipped his hand. And we're going to draft <laughs> I, I don't think I am actually oh, okay. gonna draft a writer, but I thought uh, it was a good idea. Um <laughs> the we're gonna Bad draft news, Michael O'Donohue. <laughs> we, we're gonna draft <laughs> seven <laughs> seven each, so the, the last couple rounds may go fast, seven cast members each uh, and form our ultimate fantasy Saturday Night Live sketch comedy I think I suggested seven cast. people because I worried that if we did nine to 13, yeah. this would be a four-hour now, podcast. You may, you know, you can hire some... And you'd, some, you'd start to get some Yeah, you can get some derelicts in to be your featured players if you need to, but this is the, <laughs> your budget. And, just like in reality. Just like, I, I just won seven Anthony Michael Halls. Yeah. Is that allowed? Yeah. Well, yes, good night, Lex. Anthony Michael's Hall. Here. Anyway, let me, let, me, uh, let me introduce the people who are here to, to do this silly draft with us and draft their fantasy... Uh, Saturday Night Live cast. NBC has given you budget for seven people. Um, I also specified before we before I introduce you, um, I'm not telling you whether you're drafting them to assemble a team now, whether using a time machine to draft them only during their appearance on the show. I leave that to you to decide how you want <laughs> this imaginary thing to work. <laughs> uh, joining us to talk about Saturday Night Live fantasy cast members are Lex Friedman. Thanks for staying up with us, Lex. Hey, always a pleasure. It's good to have you here. Thank you. We're not going to talk about the apocalypse, so that's good. Much more that's positive. That's a, a great change. <laughs> this time. David Lore is also here. Hi. Thank you, Don Pardo. Hi. <laughs> and Monty Ashley is here. Hi, Monty. Hi, Jason. Good to have you here. Thank you. And uh, let's see, who else? I mentioned Lisa Schmeiser, who came up with this idea and suggested it, and I thought it was a fantastic idea. Hi, Lisa. Hi. And uh, Philip Michael's also here. Hello, Philip Michaels. Oh, no. 
Okay. <laughs> yes, I'm you here. You ruined everything. All right, before we begin, any format questions before we get started? Yes, Jason, I, yes. Ha- I have several. I, I suspected you might. <laughs> Sometimes people uh, are on Saturday Night Live and go on to better things. Are we working under the assumption that we are drafting them based on their performance on Saturday Night Live? Or oh. are we uh, uh, assuming that Lauren Michaels horribly misused them? So I think, I think this is in... Uh, it's completely in your power. Completely in your power. If you would like to say draft um, Robert Downey Dene- Jr. D- draft Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I was going to say Denitra Vance, but either way, um, <laughs> if you want to draft Robert Downey Jr. and say, "Well, I think he's very talented," I'm going to assemble. One could assemble the finest cast of people who didn't do a good job on Saturday Night Live, but mm-hmm. are actually incredibly mm-hmm. talented. If one wanted to go that way, and I'm leaving that to you to assemble a team with whatever concept you like. All right. Bad right. news okay. for you, Chris Rock. <laughs> Any other questions from the I uh, have one. participants? Yes. Uh, how about uh, frequent guest hosts who have sort of been osmosed into the cast? Nope. Oh, I will, like no. Alec Baldwin. I will Tom not Hanks. allow nope. it. No. Good. No. What about what about Buck Henry? No. Nope. No. Unless they nope. were a featured player, a cast member, or a, or writer, a writer on staff, they are not eligible. There you go. All right. Sorry, Buck Henry. Oh, I have a question. Okay. Um, when Tom Davis forget and this Alf- draft thing, we're just going to do questions <laughs> for Jason. <laughs> that is my dream. When, this is the procedural. Tom, when Tom Davis and Al Franken were first hired, uh, the powers that be were so skeptical about it. They insisted that they actually split both a job and a salary. Good if, knowledge. If you draft mm-hmm. one, do you get them both? Um, you can. I'll say you can draft Al Franken, mm-hmm. or you can draft Franken and Davis. Okay. But if Al Franken is drafted, you can't draft Davis. That's a great rule. Or, or oh, you can draft da- you can draft Davis, but without Franken. And I, mm. who would want who to do would? that? Yeah, Jason, uh, I have a question. Yes, Philip. <laughs> well, Tell if you're more. going to snigger at me, I've, I've <laughs> not, not, not me. I'm taking this dead seriously. It's, I'll yes. take Phil's spot if he doesn't want to ask It's your competitors who are. Uh, who are uh, Monty, you go ahead because I, I I've actually lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> my oh, question is strategy. Yes, are we restricted to just core cast or our People who did interstitial bits during the show regularly, valid choices. Do you want to draft the Muppets, Monty? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> Is it Jack Handy you're after? I'm saying there's Albert Brooks and Jim Henson who both wrote things for Saturday Night okay. Live. These these regularly. are usually the things that come up during during the show. And what I'd say is I'll probably let you have somebody like that in the idea of your imaginary show that you will have interstitial films by that. But person. you're making a huge mistake. So you could choose one of them, one one interstitial film person if you want to fill that slot. That's like a utility player slot in the fantasy. <laughs> You All can right. fill it if you okay. want. Jason, you. I would like to report that I have no questions. I would I would recommend and encourage that people um, also consider that this is a, a cast that they're fielding. And so you, you're going to need somebody to do the news. You're going to need people to be in the sketches who fill various roles in the sketches. So just keep that in mind. I'll judge you on that. <laughs> or, and my judgments mean nothing. <laughs> Any further questions about draft policy before we begin? Are we also drafting a band, Jason? No. <laughs> okay. Will we be doing a snake draft? No, it will not be a snake draft. <laughs> will it be a random draft? It will, it will be. I, I've I've selected uh, the order at random. I, I my only question. Yes, Lance. I've come up with one. Once, if if time allows, and only if time allows, once we've assembled our cast, can we also each pick our ideal host for the premiere season of our assembled cast? Yes. Thank you. Uh, and and there's one further rule before we get started, which is. Uh, I am going to spot everybody a Phil Hartman in the first round. If you would like Phil Hartman, 
Um, you can take Phil Hartman in the first round. If you would opt not to add a, a Phil Hartman, uh, uh, and you can pick whatever sort of Phil Hartman you like. Pick pick your favorite part of living, Phil Hartman hopefully. if you like. Um, <laughs> oh, and, and living is the is is the right kind. Oh, if dear. if you opt to not pick a <laughs> Phil Hartman, you will be given a compensatory pick at the end of the draft. At the end of the at draft. the end of the draft. Oh, that's bogus. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, so here we go. I like the idea of a universe with infinite Phil Hartman. Infinite mm. Phil Hartman. Um, Jason, I have a question. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> that I've remembered. Yes, Phil. <laughs> For cast members who um, leave the show and then come back at a later time, can you draft uh, – are there multiple versions of Al Franken that you can draft? I think Grover, draft Grover Cleveland was only president. He's a president. So you how can many, only draft Grover Cleveland once. How many well, Al Frankens could you possibly draft. need? It's yeah. quite an Al Frankenstein you guys are assembling Well, if you have there. infinite Phil Hartmans, yes. can't you have mm. infinite Al Frankens? Mm. All right. Here we go. In the first round, our first pick is going to be – Monty Ashley, what Phil oh, Hartman God. would you like, or would you like to opt not to have a Phil Hartman? Uh, I would certainly like a Phil Hartman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll take the Phil Hartman that was on Saturday Night Live. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> is that Do you, okay? Is there a particular uh, sort of uh, character or sketch type that, of Phil Hartman's that you preferred? Well, no, because what I like about him is that he could do almost mm. anything. All right, Monty he picks could... Phil Hartman with his first pick. Phil. Uh, which Phil Hartman would you choose, Phil Hartman or Phil Hartman? Jason, I, I will stand second to no man in my admiration for Phil Hartman as a performer, whether it's on Saturday Night Live or News Radio or many of the other uh, projects he was involved in, such as Pee Wee's Big Adventure. However, your bullcrap rule about how the compensatory pick appears at the end has totally ruined my strategy. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Will Ferrell with my first pick. Okay, Ooh. well, you're you're not because this is the Phil Hartman round. So <gasps> What? This oh is the gosh. Phil. I, you get oh to pick gosh. a Phil Hartman. First round is the Phil Hartman round. Does I, the f- I already hate this draft. Also, somebody should also Monty in the second round. You should pick Will Ferrell just to make Phil mad. Lex, <laughs> oh, so I'm Phil, Phil, Phil cover this in the ground Phil, rules. Phil, would you like Phil Hartman or would you not like a Phil Hartman of your seven? Fine, I'll take Phil Hartman. Okay. <laughs> Lex, and I, but yeah, you can ask me which Phil Hartman I want, Jason. Yeah, which which Phil Hartman do you want? The Phil Hartman, the Will Ferrell one. Ferrell. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would like fast talking nineteen forties, nineteen forties. No, oh, forget it, Jimmy. You're through. Fast talking nineteen forties Phil Hartman, where he's the 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 the, the uh, actor. Was All it right. the booze, the girls, the pills, your wife? <laughs> that Phil Hartman. All right, Lex, do you want a Phil Hartman or do you want to take the uh, bullcrap a compensatory pick? I will say from the get-go, it's it's a bullcrap compensatory pick. Yep. I will also echo Phil, uh, not Hartman, but Michaels, in saying that I, I have tremendous respect for Phil Hartman. I went through the Groundling School where he uh, was so successful. I think he's brilliant. Were I going to draft a Phil Hartman, I would be debating between an unfrozen caveman lawyer, Phil Hartman, mm. or the the announcer, on-screen talent, and super colon blow, Phil Hartman. Uh, nice. <laughs> but uh, this compensatory rule is and I will. Um, am I allowed? I can't remember yeah, if I'm allowed sure, to say Oh, yeah, curse first and not me. Yeah. Yeah. Some I, um, of us said bullcrap, Lex. Some of us yeah. uh, have a sense of decorum. Uh-huh. Well, I had decorum until this Phil Hartman compensatory pick situation mm-hmm. got thrust mm-hmm. upon me. But I will pass. <laughs> All right, yeah, Lex passes. Lex gets a compensatory pick. Lisa, would you like a Phil Hartman? I would like a Phil Hartman, yes. Okay. <laughs> any any particular uh, style of Phil Hartman you prefer? Anal retentive chef Phil Hartman. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. David, would you like a Phil Hartman? I would love a Phil Hartman. All right. Uh, I will also go for the unfrozen caveman lawyer. 
uh, because your modern ways scare and confuse me. Frighten and confuse me. All right. And uh, I, too, will pick Phil Hartman. Ah, fire bad. <laughs> Is everybody writing down their draft picks so we can tweet yes. them later? Or I, I, them? I, I keep score. I'm the okay. host and I keep score. It's, I'm it's just how curious. It's All right. That, that is the draft order. And now with um, Phil Hartman taken by everybody except Lex, who will get the <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant of Saturday Night Live with the final pick of the draft. Uh, we will start with Monty. Monty, you've already chosen Phil Hartman from Saturday Night Live. What's your yes. next pick? Uh, well, I believe that a good Saturday Night Live cast has somebody who's kind of a force of nature who will just draw everyone's <laughs> eye. So I'm going to pick Eddie Murphy. Uh, mm. Maybe uh-huh. not the best cast around him at the time, but I believe mm. I can do better. I'll serve his talents better by being on the Monty Saturday Night Live cast. Mm. So Eddie Murphy, and that'll also give me some of the more successful post-Saturday Night Live movies. Okay, Ooh. sure. Uh, Eddie Murphy, gigantic talent, came obviously came to fame on Saturday Night Live. Actually, right when I started watching Saturday Night Live, so it left a, quite an impression. And I had him rated highly on my board. Famously, mm. does not like Saturday Night Live and has not gone back for any of the reunion shows. No, it's interesting. Uh, but Eddie Murphy he does did lots host of strange one things. One episode, <laughs> one year after he left. Oh, okay. Like the and, next year. But but it was the next year, and and I remember his opening monologue was he had he had he did Beverly Hills Cop while he was still on the show I think, and then he had a string of bad movies. I know, surprising for Eddie Murphy. Oh, yeah. And so he came back, and the the joke was, well, "Can I have my job back?" And and then there it was. Ah, Phil, it's your pick. You've got Phil Hartman, uh, fast talking forties announcer Phil Hartman from mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. Uh, what's your next pick? Well, Jason. I think I'm going to pick someone who can um, play a lot of roles, do some impressions, do a, do, some, do some of the writing load, uh, create some characters. I'm taking Dan Aykroyd. All what? right, you may live. That, Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, your reasoning. Any any color to add to the the, the pick? We we well we often um, uh, think you of need Dan, a Nixon. You need a Nixon. <laughs> you need a Jimmy Carter. You, you need a fast talking uh, fish in a blender salesman. You need a you need a slimy. You need <laughs> Irwin. You need a bag of glass. Well, you need someone who can balance the fast-talking 40s. And honestly, um, because people continue to age after they leave the show, we think of the Dan Aykroyd of today who will do anything for a dollar. (laughs) He's got a vineyard to support. Whereas the Dan Aykroyd of of, from 1975 to— Donna Dixon's love doesn't come cheap. From 1975 Whoa. to 1979 was was quite uh, an inventive performer really? and, and quite a quite a great uh, comedy writer, oh, and uh, I think that's forgotten by today's uh, know nothing kids. Didn't he also do the Carter sketch where he talks the guy down from the acid trip? That, that yes. was his. Oh, yes. oh that's, that's so him. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I I had him really high on my board too. Uh, great pick, Lex. It's your choice. You have nothing. I have nobody yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I sense you might have somebody ready to go for your first pick. My first cast member, I feel like uh, no SNL cast is is complete without a very accomplished impressionist. But there's you can make a mistake. Like Daryl Hammond was on the show a very long time and was an excellent impressionist, but wasn't good in other sketches, I found. Uh, Dana Carvey, however, whom I'm taking as my first pick, mm. did not have that problem. An excellent sketch actor and also an incredible, uh, a perfect impressionist. So I, I need Dana Carvey because I feel like he could handle anybody we need to uh, to impersonate in this non-existent season of SNL. So Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey lives not too far from me, actually. Strange, Glennon. Um, 
and I had him rated really highly too. People people forget, you know, he went on to do lots of you know less interesting nothing. things of nothing up here in stand up comedy <laughs> in my surgeries. hometown. Mm-hmm. But uh, boy, he 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 was so versatile and did all the characters and is the definitive, uh, you know, George Bush of that era. You know, yeah, did the did the all anybody that? who did a George Bush impression was doing an impression of Dana, uh, Dana Carvey. Carvey. Absolutely, yeah. that Absolutely. voice didn't sound anything like the actual president. No. But he distilled his essence perfectly. Yeah, which is the best kind of Im- Im- impersonation, yeah. quite frankly. Yeah. I can't believe that he's still doing chopping broccoli. I feel like that's a mistake. <laughs> but I'm not. I'm not drafting. That was a great sketch, Carvey. Yes. He only right. ever had about it, twenty minutes of stand-up material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like. I like the. I like the uh, Christmas carols. I'm doing fine. Leave me alone. Yes. Just go away. <laughs> All right, Dana Carvey uh, is on Lex's cast. Lisa, thank God. So I have a theory about SNL casts in general, which is that you've got three interoperating contingents, and in order for a cast to gel and be good, you've got to have a hefty contingent of utility players, but you also have to have a few brainy weirdos who are who, who brings who bring a little edge and something something smart to the sketches um, and elevate a premise into something that's repeatable or into something that that brilliantly captures a moment or an idea and then you've got to have your agents of chaos which are the, those are the wild cards that you can throw into a sketch and they take things in completely different directions because of the energy they give off and um, their ability to throw themselves into their work. I feel like I'm listening to a brief history of the universe here with Stephen Hawking <laughs> explaining comedy. Drink more, Tony. Drink more. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about comedy. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is I'm, I'm, I'm drafting an agent of chaos, and my first pick is Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I had him rated first on the board. I, um, I love him. No, you, you talk about how you love him, and then I'll... I do love him, and I think I think he's extraordinarily generous in some of his sketches too. Like you watch him with Gilda Radner, and it's beautiful, especially the Lisa Lupner and Todd sketches. Sure. And I also greatly enjoyed the bits he did on, on Weekend Update. And um, I think he brings a really weird energy, and you kind of have to have one person in the cast who unsettles a portion of the population. All right, Phil, uh, say terrible things. Yes, go I, ahead. Look at me while you say them. <laughs> I, you know, you you you'll you'll never profit in this town running down Bill Murray. I think he's mm-hmm. a a great comic actor. I think he was in the the best uh, comedy movie of the nineteen nineties, uh, mm-hmm. Groundhog Day. Ghostbusters is a very good movie. Oh God, he's great. Uh, he was also in like the second best comedy movie of the nineteen nineties, Rushmore. Quick but, change uh, uh, and, and quick change and, and quick change, which is also quite good. I look back on his sketches, and yes, he worked well with Radner, but uh, the Saturday Night Live stuff is not his best work. Mm. I also liked him kind of kind of one note. I also enjoyed him because he didn't like Chevy Chase and, and well, I mean, <laughs> I, I, well, that, that, that doesn't, doesn't narrow it down. Drafting people who don't like Chevy Chase, well, Lisa, it's going to be a world. very long draft. <laughs> no, but that endeared that endeared him to me. And yep. then when I watched, punched, him, I was like, yeah. punched up Chevy Chase. I know. Yes. It's my show now, he screams. Lisa going for the larger Bill Murray uh, talent pool and not necessarily just... Agent of Chaos. He's an agent of Chaos. All right. Great, great pick. I had had him rated number one, so I'm with you, Lisa. Time for a brief break so I can tell you about one of our sponsors. They're back. It's Harry's, or again, as I like to say, Harry's. Uh, although it is for people who are hairy, it is for gentlemen who need to shave, and that is many of us. I shave almost every day, 
And, you know, shopping for razor blades can be a pain. Uh, I go to the store and I can't find any refills of my blade that my, you know, my razor is for. Or I end up with disposables that I hate. And Harry's can take care of that. Harry's makes their own blades. They actually bought the factory in Germany where they make the blades. This is a thing that happens in the razor industry. You like it so much you buy the company. They bought the factory. These are German blades crafted by experts. I've got a bunch of these blades. They are great. It comes with this neat little handle, the little stainless steel handle that Harry sends. Uh, also really nice. And then there's the Harry's shaving cream, which, uh, oh, it's so good. It is this, uh, I'm somebody who always buys uh, unscented everything because these uh, awful shaving musky scents linger uh, for the rest of the day and I'm I'm smelling it because, you know, you shave right under your nose where your smeller is. Harry's shaving cream is uh, a light mint smell and it's pleasant when you're shaving and then you wash off your face and the smell is gone, which is really great. Uh, it's a very nice uh, shaving cream as well. It works great and it's in a squeeze bottle, which means I can actually squeeze it out into a little bottle and take it with me through airport security, which is also nice. So I have lots of really nice things to say about the quality of Harry's products. They will ship it free to your doorstep. These are high quality razors. They're better for your face. They're better for your wallet. They're about half the price of the other big branded blades. And the Harry's starter set is an amazing deal. $15, you get a razor, moisturizing shave cream, oh, the mint, and three blades. And there are a few new products that are in uh, Harry's line now. They have a foaming shave gel for $8, and they have an aftershave moisture for $10 a bottle, uh, much cheaper than other great quality aftershaves. So why pay $32 for an eight-pack of blades when it's half the price at Harry's? On average, an everyday shaver will save $150 each year on blades using Harry's, and the blades are really great. And Harry's has a satisfaction guarantee, too. So join me in being somebody who shaves every day, or almost every day. Sometimes I don't because I don't go out as much as I used to. Uh, but every day or every other day with Harry's. Experience a clean, close, comfortable shave by going to harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com right now, and you'll get $5 off if you use the special coupon code SNELL, S-N-E-L-L. Ooh, that's my name. That's very exciting. Harry's, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter coupon code SNELL at checkout for $5 off. Start shaving better today like me. And thank you so much to Harry's for sponsoring The Incomparable. David, it's your turn. I'm going to start out by picking someone who would probably act as my head writer also and as my weekend update anchor mm -hmm. and would then leave the show to create her own show. Oh, uh, no. I'm going to go with Tina Fey All right. oh, because she knows how to do this kind of show and pretty much whoever winds up in the cast, she'll do something good with. Um. You know, even even when it wasn't the best combination of of cast, the sketches were pretty good under her head writing uh, tenure. So so I'm going to go with her, and and then then I've got Weekend Update taken care of. Yeah, no, that's you good. do. No, wow. that that's good that you have the Weekend Update. I, I, the the show became a little too uh, uh, pop culture heavy, yeah, and reference yes. heavy in in under her tenure. With, yes, uh, I, I will. I will go with you. On and that. and <laughs> she's got a pretty strong streak of classes, and I find a little uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's just me. Well, she's not on your show. 
No. No, she's on she's on, <laughs> Not anymore. She's she's on Laura's show, thank God. <laughs> they, David, are you concerned yeah. at all that Tina can't really do much sketch work? He's going to have a lot of Palin sketches. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Two segments of Weekend Update. A lot of mom jeans commercials. How many sketches did you see Dennis Miller really do? How many sketches did One. you see Norm MacDonald do? Two. Uh, how many sketches did you see Seth Meyers do? <laughs> all right. None. I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right, Tina Fey is off the board. Um, I am going to go, as as somebody who started watching Saturday Night Live in, like, 1982, um, although uh, the period where Dick Ebersol ran the show instead of uh, Lorne Michaels is not considered one of the high points of the series, there were some uh, very interesting cast members in there, including Eddie Murphy, who was already taken by Monty. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick somebody from this era, near and dear to my heart, uh, a very talented person. And uh, although you think of him now quite differently than you did during that period, he proved himself to be quite versatile uh, in the short time that he was on the show. I wish I could tell you I'm picking Gary Kroger. <laughs> I was all Tim Kazaritsky. <laughs> uh, Brad Hall for life. <laughs> but I'm going to pick Billy Crystal. Wow. So Billy Crystal, you look marvelous. There will be lots of Fernando sketches, and I don't care on on uh, on my uh, Saturday. I regret nothing. And Jason Show can uh, double as an Oscar telecast, so you've got that going <laughs> can, for you. And occasionally, it will just be a romantic comedy. Mm. You know, I uh, I was trying to sniff that statue of the uh, that building in New York. The what? The Empire State Building. Yep. Yeah, got too close. Yep. David, with our first uh, reenactment of a sketch of the night. There it is. Not counting all the <laughs> Phil Hartman stuff that happened. Oh, I yeah, suppose. Right. Exactly. We don't count that. That's just, we just put him on the <laughs> that board. Was, that was a and given. sketches. <laughs> Fire. Bread. Good. All right. Uh, we are now off to the third round, except for Lex. <laughs> uh, Monty, what's your next pick? Uh, I believe it's important to have somebody on your SNL cast that the audience just likes. And for me, I don't think anyone was ever more just beloved by the audience than Gilda Radner. Oh, ah! yeah. Snaked my pick. Yes. All right. Also, <laughs> she's tempted. really funny. Oh, really mm-hmm. funny. God, she's fantastic. Yeah. If oh, you, if you watch that it. Gilda Live movie that, you know, at the time, everyone was like, oh, we've seen this. Oh, you know. But if you watch it, it's really sweet. It's and and just, you know, the character work is a little richer than you got on the show. She also did one of the, in retrospect, most disturbing bits ever on the show. Oh, oh yeah. the child uncle, the the uncle. No, where no, 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 because that, that was pretty disturbing. This Shut is in the first the, season where the she comes. Loss? Yeah, she comes yeah. out and says she's worried about her weight, but she's discovered this great technique where you just throw everything up, mm. and it's not being done for bulimic, for shock. Mm-hmm. It's just saying, "Good news, everybody! I throw everything up now," and it's. It's darn yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that sounds great. Well, look she gets away more, with it. <laughs> more bits like that on Monty's show. <laughs> she gets away with it because you like her so much. And then Eddie Murphy and Phil Hartman come out and take her away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she sang that. She sang that lovely song about saccharin. Uh, the, the, yeah, yeah, which was which was great. No, she was. She, no, I love her awesome. weekend update. Oh. And there was the actually the favorite sketch of mine that she's involved in. I'm talking like this because this was going to be my pick. Uh, <laughs> jerk. Uh, she <laughs> never jerk. utters a word. It's the where she dances with Steve Martin. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, I love yeah. that one. Hmm? I like the one where she talks into the camera, um, with in the in the, the the vaguely European accent at the end, and it makes the kissy faces too. That's another beautiful one. Mm-hmm. All right, Gilda Radner's <sighs> on the board. 
and uh, Monty has has uh, done what every great draft pick does, which is make other people groan. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Phil, it's your pick. You've got Phil Hartman and Dan Aykroyd. Well, I have this theory about comedy uh, and building an ensemble. <laughs> you need an agent of chaos. Oh, oh, see, when a man says it, everyone listens. Exactly. <laughs> Quiet, all men, Lisa. A man is talking. <laughs> I'm not your human shield. <laughs> um, no, I, I actually agree with uh, uh, Lisa's theory. I think it, it's it's very solid. I, I just dispute the Bill Murray pick. I'm going to go with a castmate of Bill Murray's, John Belushi, mm. as oh, the yes. agent of chaos. We've Plus, discussed why I'd, I would not pick him. Yeah, we have. Well, you can you – can, mm-hmm. I – I, the podcast listeners haven't heard. Pissed all over your pick, so yeah, you can. This is true. I, I, it's not just that I, I, I pair them up uh, uh, with with Dan Aykroyd again, and I thought they were a great comedic partnership. Uh, he created a, a number of uh, uh, great characters. He also has really the most expressive face, I think, of. A lot of Saturday Night Live cast members. Mm-hmm. I remember reading a review of Blues Brothers where they decried the fact that you've got a movie where you've covered John Belushi's eyes with sunglasses for the mm-hmm. for the entirety of the picture, and how how stupid that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but that just amplifies the effect when they get taken off and and Carrie Fisher drops sure. the gun. Oh. Sure, yeah. but up until then, yeah, I just don't see that as a valid argument. Yeah. I think he's a, a, a perfectly great comedic force and, again, someone you can drop into sketches and just get mm. the hell out of the way. Mm. In fact, you have to if he has a sword. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say the, the, the various samurai sketches, you describe them, they're not funny and then you watch them and they're, they're quite, quite funny. So mm. John Belushi is my pick. All right. Lisa? <laughs> my pro- Robo. It's not so much a problem with John Belushi. I just feel like he sucks all the air out of the out of the sketch, the mm-hmm. same way Eddie Murphy does. Where there are people who are just working on such a different plane that it's them plus the three or four people standing around them. You hear what she said about your pick, Monty? Yeah, well, you don't put him in every sketch, but <laughs> yeah. you know, two or three sketches mm-hmm. a night. You say, and now here's the John Belushi or Eddie Murphy sketch, and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's Everybody applauds because they recognize mm. the catchphrase. Right. Well, if you have a tiny – I mean we're talking just a seven-person cast, which is pretty small. So There are a lot of rules. Yeah. Lex? I have this theory about comedy, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and but I feel like you need bit. kind of an – I'm going to call it an agent of chaos. Oh. And I'll tell you. That's really smart, Lex. I'm excited that Phil eventually decided not to take Will Ferrell so that I can right now. Mm. Uh, Will Ferrell, another groundling. And, you know, he does, I think, have that same thing you have to worry about sometimes with Belushi or with Eddie Murphy, where he can be very dominating in a scene. And what's so weird is, just as an aside, if you see uh, Will Ferrell do improv or sketch comedy live, he tends to play extremely quiet, mellow characters. And when he was on SNL, he very rarely did. But um, he's just so funny and so willing to do anything. And so I think he also mentioned you want to be (laughs) beloved by the audience. And he totally was. Anytime he was on on screen, you were just like, yes, let's see what Will will do now. So I'm I'm delighted to be able to add him to to my one person cast prior. So now I have two, Dana and Will, where they're going to work great together. I love um, I love Will Will Ferrell and I love that he commits, fully commits to any (laughs) sketch he's in. There is nothing more that you can say about Will Ferrell than he is, unlike unlike many other actors, when he is into something, he will go all the way into whatever it is, and you can see it on the screen. So that's a great pick. And if there's a knock against him, and again, I'm picking him second here. I like him. I love him. But 
sometimes his characters can blend too much together. There's a little bit too much, and you can see this more in his movies, I think, than you could even in his SNL career. There's a little bit too much of, hey, I'm going to be a blowhardy, yelling a lot kind of character. But when he distinguishes, he's just, un- he's, I would say, even incomparable. Hmm. Interesting. See what I did there? There was an interview where he said that he was attracted to characters who had unearned hubris because he sees sort of Ron Burgundy, <laughs> Ricky Bobby, and um, I forget the third. George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> as, as sort of his, his trilogy – as sort of his trilogy of idiot series. So Again, George W. Bush. Oh, uh, no, no, no. That was two terms of it. Um, no, I, I, what I love is in the more cowbell sketch when he begins banging on it spitefully. <laughs> and and just glares at Christopher Walken while he's wailing away at a cowbell, and and the look he directs at him is just oh god, that sends me laughing every time I watch that. There was a sketch right after uh, the September eleventh September eleventh attacks where he plays this super patriot <laughs> guy who's it's wearing so a red, white, and blue bikini thong. Yes. Oh god, that's right. And it's, <laughs> it's like an American flag bikini Again, bottom yeah, in yeah. a boardroom. Really, it, it's not a great sketch in the sense that, it, but he just because he commits, yeah. And is Kissler the host of that episode? Sean William Scott, the host I, of that episode? I don't remember. It all bleeds together. I'm going to go with yes, and nobody <laughs> can keep it together. In that. And that's the same problem in the – and the reason I would never draft Jimmy Fallon, spoiler, but you know, no. nobody can keep it together in those sketches, but Will Will can. He commits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, he commits. All right, Will Ferrell, great choice, Lex. Lisa, what's your next pick? You have Bill Murray and, of course, Phil Hartman. I have Anna Gasteyer as my next pick. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. A little early. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> it's not really because just it's just, okay. She's she's a great female utility player for one, um, and two she goes toe to she went toe to toe with Will Ferrell on a lot of occasions. Um, her work is Robert Goulet's daughter. Not on your show, she doesn't. <laughs> no, no, but her work is Robert Goulet's daughter. <laughs> In the, the the pirate musical he did, Red just, Ships of Spain. Yes, Red, Red Ships of Spain. <laughs> Red Skies of Spain, or whatever it's called. Yeah. But her Martha Stewart was great. I love I loved her NPR um, her NPR hostess. Delicious yeah. dish. But you know what really nailed it for me was when she plays Christopher Walken's girlfriend in a lovers sketch, and. Her job is to just amplify how weird it is, and she and she does she does a great job of letting the three of them go completely off the hook, without getting lost in the sketch or appearing boring in the process. And uh, I think you need, and there's a, there's an innate she 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 plays really well with others because she also she's brilliant with Chris Barnett when she does stuff with him too, and um, she brings an innate dignity to everything to all of her characters. And I think you kind of need someone like that too because when you have that as your as your straight man or your or your utility player, it lets everybody else shine a little bit more. Uh, David, you're you're up. What's your pick? You you have you also have Phil Hartman and Tina Fey. Well, I have this theory about Agents of Chaos. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Bernie Coppell. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, well, my next pick was gonna be Gilda, and then so okay, I cross her off, and I was gonna pick Anna Gasteyer. Cross her off. <laughs> wow. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Kate McKinnon. Ah, oh, wow. Who Off also list now. will, I mean, she's fearless and she is quite literally nuts. She's great. Yeah, she's wonderful. Her and Ellen is amazing. Even, again, even in the worst sketches of the worst episodes this year, and I didn't think this was a very good year, but you couldn't take your eyes off her when she was on stage just being weird. Whenever she does the little Russian lady on the news... <laughs> I'm just dying. And and I mean and you can see that glint of insanity in her eyes almost all the time, especially when she's doing Ellen. Uh or or when she's in 
in the bar at the end of the episodes. But that sketch where she has, she's uh, making out with Louis C.K. <laughs> oh my God. That's yes. So I want, I want someone fearless and nuts and, and, and someone we haven't seen everything of yet. I think, I think there's, she's ready to go to the next level. Her, so. her Billie Jean King impression this year. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Kate McKinnon's my favorite thing about the current season. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Oh, she's We don't great. have a current season right now. The last season. I also really enjoyed the Dyke and Fat sketch. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I stopped watching Saturday Night Live years yeah. ago, and don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, hey, Whitney Brown. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. I, I've drafted everyone from the 1970s. Yeah, well, I've been. I started off with uh, with Billy Crystal there. And mm-hmm. since it's my next pick, I think that Billy Crystal um, maybe he needs a friend to play. Maybe with. A, he needs a friend to play with. Maybe a little bit too current. I, what I'm finding is there's some interesting character issues on the board now, where there's some people who aren't widely liked, even though they were quite funny, and uh, we haven't picked them yet. And I'm going to pick somebody who is not widely liked, and he and can not get funny? in a he can get in a fight <laughs> with somebody on Lisa's team because I'm going to oh, pick Chevy Chase. Chevy oh, Chase. Boy. Oh, you know, I, he, he's by all accounts very difficult to work with, but you know what? He did. He he's a very funny fellow, and especially historically, was a very funny fellow in many things. And I um, I'm going to have him fall down a lot, and he may get horrible back pain and need to take drugs, which will make his behavior even more erratic. But we'll just deal with that when we get there. So <laughs> wow, you're taking on a lot of baggage, Jason. Yeah, I am. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would not want to be in your green room. Says the man who has John Belushi in his. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Che- those Chevy Chase, Billy Crystal sketches are gonna be awesome. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, Jason. You know, I struggled mightily with my list. There are four names that I had to pull off it already tonight, but I've, I got a lot of backups. But Chevy was the one who I did not put on the list, but kept contemplating. So I, I respect the choice, but I couldn't make it. I have two that that are are actually my two highest rated left on the board. Now my one highest rated left on the board. That it's sort of like I like this person. I think they were very funny. I know that they were incredibly difficult to work with, and it's kind of hard because it's like I'm picking this really funny jerk. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> he was a really funny jerk. Let's emphasize that word. Yeah. How about funny that? The I have a theory. I, hmm. no. the, yeah, the go, well, I'd like to hear your theory. No, I don't Is have it about theory. agents of chaos? chaos. Not. Yeah. I have no theories. <laughs> Are you oh. concerned that he's going to leave your show after, after one, one year? Well, if, 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 if then, possible. Then he, didn't Jason gets a pick like Lex gets a compensatory, yeah, compensatory pick, pick for when Chevy Chase <laughs> yeah. leaves after he a year. He can replace him with Bill Murray. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Exactly. I'll, I'll, that's okay. I'll, I'll replace him with Gary Kroger. It'll be fine. You can replace him with Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Time for a break to tell you about another sponsor. It's Drobo. Now, I've told you about Drobo before. This is the story. I have a server in my house. It's a Mac Mini, and I was chaining hard drives off of it. I had a hard drive for media, like movies and and, and TV shows and music, and then I needed a backup for that, and I also needed a backup for the main computer's boot drive, and I ended up with three external hard drives chained off of it and they all had their own fans they all had their own plugs they all had their own power sources it was ridiculous and they're backing up each other and it's it was it was ridiculous it was stupid and now what i have is a drobo that's right Drobo is the storage robot. It is a big box O storage, and it's redundant storage because it's a very clever box. And so if one of the hard drives dies, the data is secure. You pull out that hard drive, put in a new hard drive, everything continues to work. 
just fine. So now I have one box. It's got huge amounts of storage, far more than those individual daisy chain drives did. And uh, I'm really happy with it. So that's just one of the many products that Drobo offers. The 5N is a really interesting product. It's networked storage. It's got five bays. Uh, You can pack it full of storage. And because it's on your network, not only can you access it from anywhere on your network, but it actually will let you stream video to your TV, Mac, or iOS devices using Plex. So it's its own little computer server thing on its own, doesn't need to be attached to another computer to function. Pretty cool. Now, the new third-generation Drobo I've told you about before, that's a four-bay model, attaches via USB 3, fast, redundant, local storage. Same deal if you've got a Mac or a PC and you want to attach uh, this device to it, you'll get lots of storage, you'll get redundant safety. If those drives die, you know, drives are going to die. It's inevitable. It's, uh, I feel like I'm having a little birds and the bees discussion here. You know, hard drives sometimes die. And, uh, and when they do, you might lose your data. But if you're using a Drobo, the data will be on one of the other drives too. So you just pull the drive out, chuck it, put in a new drive. Boom, you're back up and running. I really, I, I never want to go back to daisy chaining drives off of my off of my Mac. I want a Drobo either attached to a server or something like the 5N that is on my network and I can access it. And it's fast, it's redundant, and it's got lots of storage, more storage than I'm ever going to need, I think, I hope. Even all my old podcast archives and stuff like that. So you need to join the Drobo world. And here's what you do. Go to drobostore.com slash incomparable. That's drobostore, D-R-O-B-O store.com slash incomparable. And use offer code incomparable at checkout for $50 off. We're not messing around here. $50 off Drobo. Don't daisy chain your hard drives. Get safe, redundant protection for your drives and lots of storage to boot at Drobo. And thank you so much to Drobo for sponsoring the incomparable. All right, Monty, you have Phil Hartman, Eddie Murphy, and Gil- Gilda Radner. Wow. Okay, what's your next pick? <laughs> uh, well, I need somebody for Weekend Update, and I actually like almost everyone who's ever done Weekend Update, except the Charles Rocket years. But, so, year. year, right? It seemed well, longer. half year. <laughs> it did. I'm taking Amy Poehler. Uh, mm, sorry, nice. that was involuntary. I, I almost picked her. I almost oh, picked her yeah. in the last round. I, yeah. I almost oh, went there. She was my next pick. She's 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 proven to be uh, quite a versatile, funny person. Yeah. She? Oh. she's one of the rare weekend update anchors who can also do a whole bunch of sketch stuff. Mm-hmm. And like we were oh, saying about Kate McKinnon, God, completely yes. fearless. The, yeah. the note I have on my draft sheet is um, her brand of feral genius is like Nell was raised in the woods by methadled Mensa members. <laughs> mm. Un- unpack that, listeners. Yeah. Wow. I, I, no, my favorite sketch of Amy Poehler's is the one where she's nine months pregnant and they start pl- and she's in the bar and they start playing Greg Allman's I'm No Angel. And she mm. seductively dances around the bar, just knocking her belly this way <laughs> and that. It's hysterical because it's, it's like two minutes of physical comedy. And look it up. Just oh, it's great. It's great. I, I still have flashbacks to her doing the the. Uh, it was during Weekend Update, and Tina Fey is there doing Sarah Palin, and uh, she she jumps out in front of the desk and and just doing this rap song about. about also, oh, I, incredibly pregnant when she does the rap song yeah. too. I think yeah. she gave she gave yeah. birth like two days later, or something like that. Because yeah. she did a, she did a show like right before she went to the hospital. I think that was the one. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I hate to be the guy who keeps going, oh, 
cool. Yeah, I guess they're okay. But um, to oh, my you life. love it. Admit no, it. You no, love actually, being that guy. This is me. This yeah. is who I am. Welcome to my embrace life. yourself and your own ways. When I asked the question about um, are we drafting them for their Saturday Night Live stuff or for their total body of work? No, I would do this. I, I had Amy Poehler in mind because I I really didn't like her on Saturday Night Live. I I actually didn't watch uh, Parks and Rec for like a season and a half because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, there's that person I didn't care for when she was on Saturday Night Live. I realize this makes me a terrible person and I'm at odds with the country. Mm-hmm. I can live with oh, that. Oh, not but, just this. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. skipping the first season of Parks and Rec was the right choice. No, so I, I'm, this, I'm, I yes. have not actually gone back and watched it as it turns yeah. out. Don't, so. don't go back don't, and watch the first and season. And I'm not going to. Because I, I'm happy with the show where it is. No. I much prefer her on Parks and Recreation. Well, I love Amy Poehler. Everything she's done, and really just for founding the UCB, mm-hmm. she is one of the godmothers of all the comedy I listen to these days. So, mm. Well, there you go. All right, Phil, it is, uh, it's your, your pick. You've got Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi, a classic duo. <laughs> Plus, Phil Hartman will be there in some form or other. <laughs> yes. What's your next pick? I was hoping uh, to have Gilda Radner in this cast. Yes, I'm recreating the original cast, mm-hmm. only without <laughs> Chevy Chase and Garrett <laughs> Morris. Uh, How about Lorraine Newman? Are you, are you gonna... No, okay. no. We're not going in that direction either. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I need to, to balance out the gender a little bit. And I, I uh, since I'm denied Gilda, I think I'll take the uh, second funniest uh, lady who's ever appeared no, on that show. don't do this to me, Phil. Mm. I'm taking Kristen Weig. Oh, God damn it. You didn't even say her last name right. You can't take her. Well, I did. Wig, Weig, Woog. I am going to disagree with your choice on second funniest. But, but the, well, you, yeah, you're free yeah. too. I, I, I like <laughs> it's a free country. I, it's a free country. Yeah. I, I like her versatility. Mm. Um, again, she improves every sketch that she's in, mm. uh, even if it's thin material, which it often was <laughs> in her in her era. And the Californians, yeah, she, uh, uh, but that she, doesn't even count as material. She, uh, I think, is a is, is a solid choice and mm. one of the few modern day performers that I would deign to put in my cast. Mm. Wow, <laughs> I think I'm just suffering from fatigue with her. Wow. Well, she sure, because yeah. she was in everything for a yeah. while because she was so talented and mm-hmm. the stuff that around her, that she yeah. could deliver. So everyone was putting her in anything, mm-hmm. even if it was just to wheel her across the camera for like thirty <laughs> while seconds. While she so was that... changing into her costume for <laughs> the next for sketch, yeah, yeah, exactly. Here. Yeah, exactly. All right, Kristen Wiig mm. on the on the who, board. Who is the second funniest lady uh, then? Oh my gosh! Well, I th- we've already thrown out Gilda, Amy Poehler. Uh, Anna Gasmeyer. Anna Gaster. Anna Gaster. We haven't even talked about Jane Curtin yet. No, we, no, we haven't. Th- Nobody no. talk no. about her until it comes no, to my no pick. One talk, okay. Don't, for don't talk about her so. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Just, hang on. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I have a feeling that she'll be mentioned at some point. Yeah, no, I'm just be. saying. Gil- Gilda's yeah, at the top, possibly. but I think there's a cage match going on between a bunch of a bunch of people for number two. Right. Yep. And Kristen okay. Wiig is uh, that that person. So thank you Lex. for validating my opinion. Lex, you have Dana Carvey and Will Ferrell. Who's your next and, pick? And no Phil Hartman. Well, my next pick was planned to be Kristen Wiig. Oh, since I can't, I will say, you know, the reason I suggested infinite Phil Hartman's is I assume that would be the person everyone fought. Let me tell you about the three greatest moments in my life. The three greatest moments in my life (laughs) were when my my wife agreed to marry me, when I saw my baby daughter for the first time. Oh, I was she was one year old. And when I stole Lex's pick right yeah. before him. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so. so here's – and, and uh, the reason, by the way, that I would have picked her is I do think that she was incredibly versatile. 
and um, like Will Farrell commits to everything she's in full full bore. Yep. And, you know, the only uh, the only player I can think of on SNL uh, who uh, Lauren Michaels danced with on their final episode. Uh, but so I, I still feel like I need a woman. And, and I, Lauren I have Michaels my... has no soul. So mm. yeah, you guys sure like Gilly a lot. I, I have my backups for, for each person and I have three backup options. I'm going to do my thinking out loud. I think I know which way I'm going to land, though. Um, when Phil raised his question before we started about are we doing them for their Saturday Night Live careers or their post-SNL careers, like Julia Louis-Dreyfus, much funnier not on SNL than on mm-hmm. SNL. Like Veep, exceptional performances. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to draft her because I want your SNL performance to count. So now I'm down to <laughs> two, Sherry O'Terry and Maya Rudolph, um, mm. both of whom I can find annoying much faster than I can find Kristen Wiig annoying. And I think... That for pure versatility, I'm going to lean a little bit towards Maya, and I'm going to take her. I do think that Sherry O'Terry is excellent, especially when paired with Will Ferrell. Um, And I think that I don't know what the hell happened to Sherry O'Terry after she left Saturday Night Live. Some mistakes have been made. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to take Maya Rudolph because she's so versatile and so smart and so... Uh, intellectually funny, I think, in the characters that she does and the way she does them. Because clearly she sounds and looks nothing like Oprah, but she still channels Oprah. I agree with everything you said about Maya Rudolph. Aww. Yeah, she's great. Uh, it says here Sherry O'Terry is in three things this year alone. <laughs> Just she's nobody's seen Three them. what? Like Sam Bank, Sandwich Shop, <laughs> Restaurant? <laughs> she, she's, on, she's on Foursquare a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she did an episode of Hot in Cleveland. Well, mazel tov. Yeah. Oh, and in fact, uh, two episodes of The New Normal. So Keep on working, Sherry O'Terry. I, I did see her on The New Normal. I like to think she killed a man. It's the romantic in me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Milo Rudolph is the pick from Lex. Lisa, it's your turn. What would you uh, like to do next? I, I had been planning on picking Milo Rudolph. <laughs> and me too. Wow, the knives are out now. All right. Oh. Couldn't tell from the shriek. No. <laughs> Or the rocking back and forth in my seat mm-hmm. while, 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 while sobbing in distress. Mm. <sighs> um, <clears throat> well, I'm going to pick my last utility player of the night, and that's Bill Hader. Uh, yeah. yeah. Another yeah. one pick. off the board. Another one off the board. Mm-hmm. Um, Another one off the board. Because I... One of the reasons I was going to pick Maya Rudolph is um, in addition to the fact that she's musically talented, which you do need on a cast, and um, the fact that she's she's great at, at nailing impressions because I liked her. I also liked her Donatella Versace. Is she has this big warm streak of kindness running through her, and that that comes out in a lot of her her work. And um, in a strange way, Bill Hader has that going on too. Like even when he does. Um, Keith, what's his face from Dateline? That is my favorite thing that anyone has ever done in the it's world. It's more affectionate Keith than Morrison, <laughs> Keith by the Morrison. Way. It's yeah. more affectionate mm. than mocking. Right. You know? Yeah. And um and I I may be the only person in America who really loves his his, his Stefan sketches, but I, I think those are hilarious for the same it just the, Again, how kind he is when he's busy, dis, you know, dis, discussing human fire hydrants, or um, DJ Baby Bok Choy, who has hands like little dumplings. Or anyway, he's got a nice unhinged energy. He does a bunch of really great impressions, and um, he's got, I think, that strong sense of that that strong streak of, of core kindness going through him, and that makes him endlessly appealing to watch for me. The reason I love the Keith Morrison sketches, oh, uh, be- <laughs> because. 
who does an impersonation of Keith Morrison? <laughs> it's, it's, it is the most random thing. I, well, I, he explained what happened is yeah. like on Sundays he would get up and he would watch the show with his wife on the TiVo. Like that was basically how they would spend their time in the morning. Like when, like after he got home from work and they'd get up the, the next day and he'd be kind of stumbling around. And he would need something kind of brainless to watch and they'd watch that. And he just kept going, this guy takes an inordinate amount of pleasure in, in, in really – so tell me this horrible story. Oh, exactly. you know, and so that's what he did. Did he kill you with kindness? Were <laughs> no. you going to kill her with kindness? <laughs> no, with a shuffle. And 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 that's when I found him. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, Bill, Bill Hader. He was on my list mm-hmm. too. Good pick. Yeah. Very good pick. Lots of I heard I heard Hader's the groans out there. Yeah. Uh, uh, David, it's your turn. What do you uh, What do you have for us? Well, I, I was really torn between Kate McKinnon and Bill Hader for the last pick. So. Uh. <laughs> That he was going to be my next pick, too. Um, so I'm going to go instead with Chris Parnell. Oh, good oh. one. Is, wow. He can, wow. He can be weird, but he can be straight man when he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he, he just sort of – he can be a utility player, but he can also bring the, bring the silly when he has to. He's and, Dr. I mean, Spaceman. I, yeah, I yeah. feel that he is a guy who has benefited greatly from his post SNL career. Yes, oh, so yes. we feel more warmly yes. about him because he's Doctor Spaceman, or he's on that. Um, he's on Suburgatory. Suburgatory. I was right. But, he and you know, Augustar are brilliant together on yeah. Suburgatory. Yeah. I the thing love with Chris Parnell, though, is that he's, he's on Archer. He, I, I, mm-hmm. I can't think of what the right term is, but he's like he's the SNL cast member's cast member. Yeah. In that, yeah. yeah, when he got fired, you know, they brought him back. They begged and pleaded for him to get brought back onto the show, and he was for a time brought back on. So, like, he's beloved by his compatriots. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris Parnell. Interesting pick. Uh, He was not on my list, but uh, but he is Dr. Spaceman. I do like that. So I'm going to pick Jane Curtin, who we just yeah. talked about. Yep. Uh, I need I need a woman on my cast, and I, I've got I've got three dudes so far. Uh, I think she's I think she's great. If you look back yes. in that in that period, um, uh, the very early SNL, it is kind of amazing to see the the talent that was on display there. Um, I think she's really likable, uh, can hold her own with lots of people. Uh, she'll be sharing space with Chevy Chase. So what could go wrong there? <laughs> She has she had one of the, she had some of the best reactions in the business. Yeah. Just just the way the way that she handled herself on Weekend Update was just a model for, I, for anybody who wants I'm to actually, be a straight person. I, I was upset when uh, Gilda Radner was snaked away from me by Monty, but this is also upsetting because uh, she had a great uh, chemistry with Dan Aykroyd. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. On, on you Ignorant Slut is yes. one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. And though, yep. though she hated John Belushi, mm-hmm. I mean, there <laughs> there was the legitimate hatred between the two of them, I believe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There was. Boy, did she play well off him because mm-hmm. I think she could channel that hatred into yeah. comedy yeah. i also like her because she was kind of a she was kind of an iconoclast within the cast in that she was married and went home to connecticut every night and she was like this is a job i show up i do my job i do it well i go home and i like anything that puts the lie to the myth that in order to be creative and funny you also have to be a hot mess hurtling towards an early death mm-hmm. yeah yeah so she's my pick. Uh, unsung hero, I think it's a. I think actually, and and I'm not going to say uh, bad things about Gilda Radner, other than to say that I think Jane. Curtin, uh, <laughs> other than other than this. that, she's awful. No, no, that that I think it's a shame. Strong words. I think I think that it's a shame that um, Jane Curtin gets a little overlooked because of the presence yes. of Gilda Radner when Jane Curtin was a fantastic mm-hmm. talent on that show. She and does I'm, because because her best. She was a very uh, a, a good straight straight man. Yeah. yeah, and mm-hmm. and the 
and, and you say that and it sounds like you're diminishing here, but being mm-hmm. a straight man it's is hard. so very oh, difficult. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Phil Hartman used to say that was his problem was he was the straight man and he said nobody thinks I, I actually do anything because he didn't have breakout characters or anybody you could build right. a movie around or any zany persona. He just showed up and did his job well. Yeah, yeah. Half of Hartman's sketches, he was just like, we need a guy in the sketch to be like, all we right, need a handsome authority whatever, figure. you know, yeah. just yeah. say the be the straight man to the wacky thing that's going on. And that, that it's hard to do. Well, I think Jane Curtin doesn't get a lot of like love, but she also has one of the better post SNL television careers yep. through oh, yeah. the whole mm-hmm. history. She had mm-hmm. two very successful series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. One of and which is actually enjoyable. I've always, felt, I've, always, I've always felt a little sorry for yes. Jan Hooks because I feel like Jan Hooks was hired to be the next Jane Curtin and there's just a little bit of a gap, you know? No love for Kate and Allie, Phil? No, Kate <laughs> no. and Allie is actually enjoyable. Yes. There was, okay. I had another bad series. Oh, is it 30 Rock from the Sun? Yes. 30 Rock from the Sun, now that would be a you've, show. You've cracked my code. Right. Have, so with tough. Jane Curtin, to me, the, the knock against her or the reason that she might have had a harder time getting the, the accolade she deserved is because I, I feel like she did not blend into her characters. Well, mm. She didn't clearly delineate them enough. I think in large part because she was so often the straight woman. Um, it she it, it often felt like you were just seeing Jane Curtin in a different sketch when she was meant to be. I a think character. that's a failure of the writing staff yeah. at the time. I'll have better writers. Yeah, they could only write yeah. her as the mom. Right. Yeah. Or or as the totally icy fair. interviewer type. Mm-hmm. Right. But boy, she was really good. And uh I got her. Uh Monty, yep. it's your turn. <laughs> She's mine. I've collected her. <laughs> Monty, it's your turn. What do you have for us? Uh well, I know I already have Eddie Murphy, but I'm concerned I don't have enough camera hogs. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm throwing Mike Myers into the mix. Oh, Ooh. so you so can have him. This is yeah, this is no. who I, this is the other person that I was debating picking, and I was actually mm-hmm. going to pick him next, even though again, not not liked because I think he's an extremely funny person. He's so funny, and even his lesser characters like Dieter still make me laugh so hard. Yeah, and you can pair him with Phil Hartman to say, "Yeah, I am Helmut." Nobody remembers that? Oh, come on. Nope. <laughs> sprockets. Classic Sprocket sketches. Anyway. Yeah. The yeah. only classic Sprocket sketch has Kyle MacLachlan. Oh, that's true. Mm. So, yeah. Mike Myers. A popular, popular Halloween costume in college for a lot of people. Yeah. Mike Myers, you know. Yeah. Again, it's hard to sometimes look past, like, your love gurus. Your love's guru. <laughs> His Mike Myers was, was a good SNL guy. His best scene on SNL ever, though was when he appeared on the episode that uh, Kanye West was the musical guest on. Oh. Uh, this was this yeah. was after Kanye had done his George Bush doesn't care about black mm-hmm. people thing next to Mike Myers during the uh, Katrina telethon. So uh, Lauren is having trouble coaxing Kanye West to come out. and there, So it's a, one of those backstage sketches, and he's trying to get Kanye West to come out. And then he happens upon Mike Myers, who is no longer in the cast, and he's like, haven't seen you in a while. And so it was very funny. Mm-hmm. Best performance by Mike Myers on SNL. I don't know. And Wayne's World gets, you know, they, they ran it into the ground in sketch form and then they ran it into the ground in movie form, although I really like the first Wayne's World movie. Um, and I and I like the first Austin Powers movie. I don't like, he, there's a history of Mike Myers running things into the ground and uh, making them worse and worse and worse over time. But the <laughs> That's fir- the SNL way. Yeah, but it is the SNL way. And you know what? That, <laughs> that, first, that first Wayne's World sketch was um, the last sketch of the night. And I kind of feel like mm-hmm. sometimes they put the the um, sketches that they – they don't put the worst sketch last. They put the weirdest sketch last. Yeah. And that yeah. first yes. Wayne's World sketch was a revelation. It was such – it was the best sketch of the night. And then, of course, you know, the next week it was the first sketch yeah. and they ran it into the ground. But <laughs> While Mike Myers was still a featured player, not a cast member, 
he would be the star of three or four yes. sketches a night. Yes. Mm. I think if we're going to give Jimmy Fallon guffer for breaking on you camera, have to give it to him too. you have to give uh, Mike Myers was, was uh, per- perfected the art of of doing the take to the camera where we're being so yep. funny. Yep. We're so funny. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, and they designed characters where he could get away with that. Mm-hmm. Too. Yeah. It's like, no, that's look at true. Me. Uh, Yep. Yeah. I'm a cheeky monkey. I can't. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, that character. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah. also apparently, the Shrek movies are the biggest money makers in the world or something. <laughs> All right. That makes He's me. He's not going to that, give you any money for drafting. Here. That makes me sad for the world. <laughs> and so I married an axe murderer. Um, Phil, Phil, Whoa, it's your man. choice. How many picks do we have left? Because this will very much. You uh, have three d- left. There, you have three left. So if you want to, unless if, you're if, me, if you want to draft, unless you're Lex, <laughs> unless you're Lex, you, you, you have three left. left. So if you would like to try and draft all three members of Spinal Tap, you can still do it. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, I could. Um, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at my my novelty copious. selection. I thought about it. I thought about you would need eleven picks. Spinal Tap, but I'm looking at my copious notes and trying to determine what you bastards will take next. So <laughs> this is the draft. This is the draft format working its magic right now. I'm so worried about Phil taking my guys now. Mm-hmm. This is why we do drafts. <laughs> right. Because everyone worries. It's fun. It's I need fun. a I need a weekend anchor update. Oh mm-hmm. no, you don't. <laughs> a weekend anchor update. <laughs> Week weekend update anchor. Okay, that's better. Is what I need. Yes. Words are very difficult to put in the right mm-hmm. order. They are. <laughs> I've, he, he's been spoken ill of, and he's a divisive figure. Oh. Um, <laughs> I like hearing the I almost, I almost picked him. I, uh, yeah. I, I think he is one of the funniest people. I, he just makes me laugh constantly. And his, his, work in, his work in sketches was derided. His Bob Dole is the definitive oh, Bob Dole. I'm taking Norm MacDonald. Oh, yes. Oh. I am taking Norm MacDonald. He's going to host. My favorite part of this, the, the, the draft when people start screaming, oh. no, About no. Norm MacDonald of <laughs> yes, all people. Yes. Seriously. Norm MacDonald is one of the funniest humans alive. He so was made so good on Weekend Update that Don Olmeyer had him fired. Yes, <laughs> because he kept making fun of the uh, of, of OJ of, of his murderous best friend of yes. his murderous friend yes. and 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 get him off the air. That's you know when you are so good at comedy that that the suits are demanding that you must leave the air. You're doing something right. Yep. And uh, so many wonderful catchphrases. <laughs> so the Germans would have us believe. You guessed it, Frank Stallone. <laughs> Norm Macdonald is awesome. They did that real world parody where Bob Dole oh, is living in the house. Yeah. You stole yeah. Bob Dole's peanut butter. Oh, that was great. Do you Come remember on. when when Norm Macdonald came back to host long after he'd been fired? Of course, he's like, you know, before they fired me, but now they're they're having me back to host, which means I'm the funniest one here tonight. My God, <laughs> he's he's so great. He's so funny. And also, this is not very germane to Saturday Night Live, but ESPN does the horrible ESPY awards because if there's one people, uh, one group of people that don't get enough um, recognition, it's, it's professional athletes. It's professional athletes. They really <laughs> need their own award show. Um, and he hosted one year, and he did a, a the the opening monologue was so funny and cutting and incisive, and no one laughed because they keep cutting to the athletes staring uncomfortably at this man <laughs> who's just <laughs> ripping them apart. Find it on YouTube. It huh. is it is yeah. required viewing. So Norm Macdonald. All right. Norm I stand by that choice. Lex, it's your choice. Bill, you ignorant slut. Yes. <laughs> um, not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> with, with Norm gone, I'm gonna I'm gonna move down the list a little bit. 
And I'm drafting Chris Farley now, not because he's good at being fat, although he is. <laughs> he's uh, really, really fatally like, good at that. One yes. of the best. <laughs> but his character, I mean, certainly, I mean, I, it's hard not to love Matt Foley, the motivational speaker. Mm. But the characters, I that I, the characters that I loved from Chris Farley were his, his character of himself when he hosted the Chris Farley show. <laughs> he would talk to these actors like, mm. do you remember... When, you know, you were in that scene or he's asking Paul McCartney, like, do you remember when they were doing the Paul is dead thing and the Beatles? He's like, was that real? <laughs> and of course, Paul McCartney's like, well, <laughs> I'm not really dead. And um, I don't know. When he was quiet, he was so, so good, which I think only makes me happier that he could be, you know, so boisterous and loud and good, too. But he really he could do both. He wasn't just a one trick pony. And he's so, so funny. That uh, I think my cast would be sorely lacking without him. I don't know. I think the best part of any Chris Farley sketch is when it's on because you can get up and get a snack. Wow. Chris Farley <laughs> would agree with you. <laughs> oh. Except for the getting up part. Yeah. Mm. So I read Rob Lowe's first autobiography. He has two. I've only read one. And in the first one, he actually tells a story about – he did a movie with him. I think Tommy Boy is the movie. Yes. And Rob Lowe and Chris Farley go out to eat and apparently um, – Every time Chris Farley would cut his steak, he'd put a pat of butter on top of the bite of steak oh. and then shove the whole thing in his mouth. And Rob Lowe was like, you've just eaten a pound of butter with your steak. And Chris Farley's like, I know. <laughs> and that basically set the tone of tenor for the two of them for the whole movie. I, I'd like to back up for a moment. Mm-hmm. Robert uh, I, Robert Caro, and I apologize if I'm, I'm butchering the name, wrote uh, the three-volume biography of um, Lyndon Baines Johnson. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just because mm-hmm. Rob Lowe Rob Lowe is two-thirds of the way. Yes. <laughs> I know. And it's an autobiography, well, not a I biography. Know. I know. That's the best part. Like, you just know when he becomes a grandpa, he's going to have, like, a third volume out. This is a man who believes in living a literary life. And just to tie it into mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live, I do mm-hmm. encourage you to find Rob Lowe's opening monologue from when he hosted Saturday yeah. Night Live, which was shortly after his um, oh, you should also his scandal with yeah. the um, the Democratic National after Convention. The sex you should also out. watch yeah. his church lady sketch because that is hysterical, especially when he begins dirty dancing with the with the church lady. But all I remember mm. from that opening monologue was him doing this uncomfortable monologue that no one's laughing at, and from the background you hear an audience member scream, "I have a daughter." <laughs> <laughs> Time for a break for another sponsor. It is Squarespace. They're the ones who keep the podcast industry going. And you know what? They are great if you need to make your own website. That's what Squarespace is all about. You, I don't know if you pay attention or if you fade away and you're like, oh, yeah, they're talking about Squarespace. But listen, Squarespace makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. If you want to sell things, they can take care of you. You can get 10% off when you buy and a free trial where you don't have to give them a credit card or anything to get started by going to squarespace.com and using the offer code Snell sent me. Ooh, it's very exciting. Back in the old days, making websites was hard. You had to code by hand, and then eventually there were a bunch of tools, but they were hard to use, and you needed to be a good designer or find somebody who was a web designer. and. Oh, it was a lot. But Squarespace has made it easy. Squarespace has beautiful designs made by 
wonderful designers. They work responsibly, so they look beautiful on the desktop. They look beautiful on a phone or a tablet. It's all using a drag-and-drop interface, so you don't need to use complicated software. You don't need to be an expert to set up a site with Squarespace. And if you do need help, there is amazing 24-7 support through live chat and email. It's in New York City, Dublin, and Portland, so they're across the globe, and you can reach them anytime you need it, wherever you are in the world. Now, you might be saying to yourself, how much does this cost for all of these tools and and the web hosting itself? Surely this is an expensive product. And that's the amazing thing. Squarespace plans start at $8 a month. And if you sign up upfront for a year, they will also buy you a domain name and throw it in for free. How about that? And as I mentioned earlier, if you want to sell something, that's not an add-on. Every Squarespace site comes with an online store, with e-commerce, selling things on the internet. If you want to do that, you can do it at Squarespace. It's easy. So get started with a free trial. Don't put in your credit card. You don't have to do that. You can start building that website today. And as I said, when you sign up for Squarespace, tell them we sent you. Use the offer code Snell sent me. So I guess technically tell them I specifically sent you. Uh, and you'll get 10% off and show your support for The Incomparable. Thank you so much to Squarespace for supporting us. And remember, Squarespace, a better web starts with your website. Uh, Lisa, it's your choice. Okay. Abby Elliott. Oh, cool. Wow. Yes. <laughs> What's I your like- real pick? <laughs> oh. Friend of yours from college? <laughs> <laughs> Did someone pay you like five bucks to mention them on a podcast? Oh, it's Chris Elliott's daughter. It's Chris Elliott's daughter, mm. Abby Elliott. No, she had, I think, three years on the Bob show. Abby Elliott's granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, so well, she's. Yeah, yeah. yeah no sure. relation to Ray at all. No. She, I, I she, had, she had a couple years on the show, and she was a pretty gifted impersonator, and she's reliably funny. And she has again. She's got the the two things I like in my ensemble players, which are she's got a spark of weird energy, and she's pretty generous with uh, collaborating with other people. And I like that. And I think I could use another another solid player. And I only have um, one good impressionist with Bill Hader, and now I have two. You have Phil. Ah, Phil Hartman. Oh, no, no, he's your he's your straight guy. He's your glue. Mm. Wow. Besides, we live in we live in a world with Kardashians. I can't ask Phil Hartman to play a Kardashian. He can't even play Bruce. Is that the first <laughs> him. Uh, parent and child both cast members on Saturday yes. Night Live combination? Yes, 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 it is. All right, she was great. I have no idea why they let her go, um, but she was very good when she was on it. And uh, I suspect she would have done more if she hadn't been in the same cast as Kristen Wiig, because Kristen Wiig again. She did, did everything. Well, she did everything, and she she gobbled up a lot of the female roles. And the, and the the fact is, is even on SNL, it's still a pretty dude heavy show in terms of comedy. Yep. I mean, people love to talk about how Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and Rachel Dratch and Maya Rudolph were this this powerful quartet and blah blah blah. But the fact of the matter is, it's still a, a show where there's a lot of dude comedy going on. And so I think if you're a woman on SNL, it can be a little bit difficult to to get the same persistent opportunities as it is if you're a utility player who's a guy. I think, Lisa, that they let her go because mm-hmm. she was at one point so high on cocaine that she crawled into a cardboard box in her uh, office and wouldn't come out because she thought robots were going to kill her. No, that's You're... Garrett Morris. Sorry. I'm yeah. Kind of, yeah. I'm <laughs> You're saying you can be oh. too high on cocaine to be on SNL? No, apparently not. <laughs> and they didn't fire Garrett Morris for that. He just no. was convinced. They just convinced him the robots weren't going to kill him. They yeah. weren't going to give him things.
That's actually the strategy I use with my daughter and her, her fears of monsters is I, I just tell her that, you know, the monsters are not really here to scare you. Yeah. No. Have you thought of just, just giving lost. her less cocaine? <laughs> less, yeah. My that daughter, no, because that's the only way I can get her to do anything. It's a powerful <laughs> motivator. All right, David, it's your turn. You already have Phil Hartman, Tina Fey, Kate McKinnon, Chris Parnell. What's your next choice? Well, it was going to be Abby Elliott, but. You're kidding. You're kidding. I'm, I'm serious. Now it's Victoria Jackson. But we we wow. talked about it's that like on I Twitter share the other brain night. With wow. David. We hmm. we were doing that. Um but I'm I'm also going to go for that spark of weird and someone who balances really nicely or plays really nicely with Phil Hartman. I'm gonna go with John Lovitz. Oh, oh he's not the love man, the love man. Yes. Yeah, because again, utility player mm-hmm. can be the lead, can be in the background. Can... Oh God, he was so funny as Satan on the people's The devil. Court. Oh, the yeah. devil's mm-hmm. best. That, mm-hmm. That's my favorite Lovitz is the devil. Oh, my favorite Lovitz is him with Tom Hanks. This hairline can't be helping either. What is, help me out here, Phil. The the dude who sold the 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 the, the tales. Oh, uh, tales of tales, tales of, of ribaldry. Yes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Tales of ribaldry is so funny. And and him him and uh, what was it? John Lithgow having the master thespian. Master battle. thespian was a great character. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. Know, oh, wasn't a great acting. character though. Yeah, I would have had Lovitz on the list, but he had a character that. Um, that annoying man. Yes. Just, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't let him do that Needs to be stricken. That one can go away. Yeah. But, I mean, I we have the complete critic on DVD, and we have watched it over and over and over again, and they're just, they're just phrases that I hear in John Lovitz's voice now in my head, which is maybe a little disturbing. It's and things. But they still crack me mm-hmm. up. Buy my book. Charles Napier is the uh, MVP of that series, by the way. Yes. I I have no one to envy. I envy you having me to envy. Um, but <laughs> it, f- fun fact, when I was in college, I went to see John Lovitz in Anton Chekhov or uh, 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 Chekhov's uh, uh, <laughs> the Three Chekhov's? Sisters. No, the that Three Sisters. Interesting. With, uh, yeah, no. Well, when you let John Lovitz out in the first act, he has to go off in the third. <laughs> yes, he does. When I was in college, I almost saw The Odd Couple starring Ted Lang and Artie Johnson. Would have meant driving all the way <laughs> that, that up would to be Long an Beach. Odd couple. Interesting. <laughs> wow. In fairness to the people. Very that, interesting. Uh, all right, uh, it's my choice. I haven't. I, I have picked lots of people from the distant past. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get somebody who's a little more recent. Who I think from is the a good, distant uh, future. A good. Yes, it's a future. Future guest. <laughs> From the year 20, 2058, from I pick Glorg from Planet XZ. Helen Elliott, the first father, daughter, granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, again, not not. I don't have the encyclopedic knowledge of more recent seasons, but um, this oh, is somebody man. whose work I really uh, appreciate, and I like having somebody uh, like this in the cast who's versatile and strange. And it's Fred Armisen. Ah! I, I, I just – I don't know work. what it is about you that guy. I really like that guy. I think he's really funny and strange and oh I will Oh, my take God, him. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's great at the 145 sketch. Just give him the last yep. 15 yes. minutes of the show and let weird what stuff What time zone do you live in? The 145 happen. sketch. Well, whenever it is. <laughs> 1245. Yeah. Time shifting. Oh, I see. You, you watch SNL later. Seattle's <laughs> on a boat in the Alaskan time zone watching <laughs> Saturday Night. This, this is a true statement. Until very recently, Seattle was still showing reruns of Almost Live at 1130. Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. It's true. Now they show them after Saturday Night Live, but they're still happening. 
Wow. Fred Armisen is very good, and I, no. I, I don't begrudge you the pick there, Jason. I just find him, something about him is grating. Even when he's at his best, I find it grating. So I, that's why I couldn't Well, that's it. how I feel about Maya Rudolph. So, you know, that's fair. Oh. It's I, totally fair. I agree with Lex. Yeah, well. Bitter words to say, but I, I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can still be happy because you... Uh, you yeah, well, I, you know, this is also me trying to pick somebody who who wasn't on the show when I was in in uh, high school. So, uh, let's move on. Uh, we we have two rounds left to go. Monty, um, I was so sure I could say Fred Armisen here. <laughs> I know, <laughs> me too. Thrown off my game. He wasn't even on my list. I'm going to say Jenny Slate. Yeah. Good pick. Love her. Good pick. Okay. Really yeah. good pick. Uh, I, like with Jason, I wanted somebody more recent than some of my other Gilda Radner style choices, but she's super funny and should have had more than two years on Saturday Night Live. I encourage you to watch her Drunk History episode. Oh, God, oh, she's yeah. so funny with Drunk History. And also Marcel the Shell with shoes on. I also really like her as Mona Lisa Saperstein on uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. You know her biggest <laughs> SNL worst. claim to fame, though, right? Yeah, it's dropping the F-bomb. On her first episode. Her, her first sketch. episode. Her first sketch. <laughs> the her female first show's sketch. rocket. All right, Phil, it's uh, your pick now. Um, like Monty, I um, I was looking at Jenny Slate for this pick. Uh, wow. I'm going to go with it. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go with uh, another person whose time on SNL was too short. Uh, again, since I, I I'm an old man, I can't stay up till 11:30 Saturday nights and anymore. The TiVo technology frightens me. No, TiVo technology <laughs> frightens and confuses There's me. There's no point watching it the next day; it's all rotten by then. There are it's sports. To, there, there, there are sports to watch and old movies. Um, <laughs> old movies. So, so, so I'm not familiar with her uh, with, with her Saturday Night Live work, but everything else I've seen her in suggests to me that Lauren Michaels. Uh, uh, laid an egg with mm-hmm. uh, the decision to run her out of town. I'm taking Casey Wilson. Oh, yeah. She's great. Yeah, yeah no, she, it's, it's baffling as to why they get rid of her after one season because she, she was good. Uh, yeah, she is um, she, she, just a really talented performer. Uh, everything I've seen her in from happy endings to, again, drunk history, it makes me laugh and laugh and laugh. I think she's great. All right. Seems like there's no argument, not like with some picks, like the ones I make. Yeah. So that's good. Well done, Phil. Well done. <laughs> well, thank although, you. Although I, did, I do have to point out, you, cho- you chose her for her presence on Saturday Night Live and not from actually having seen her on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> no, for, for, all I, for all I know, she was terrible on that <laughs> she show. She was terrible on Saturday Night Live. This, this is a time when I will side with Lauren Michaels in the sense that she did not do well there, but she clearly is very talented. I don't agree with anything you said about her talent post-SNL. All right. Mm. Lex, it's your, it's your turn. I need a weekend update host. You do? Yes, I, you do. I have to choose between. Brad Hall either. is available. I have to choose between either <laughs> Rich Hall a, person, a person whom I loathe the politics yep. of, but who I thought was very, very good on weekend update, was, or a yes. person who I yeah. think is also a really good sketch versatility player, which Dennis Miller wasn't, uh, and whose weekend update I loved, but who didn't do weekend update right anyway. I loved it, but it wasn't right. And I'm going to go mm. with the latter because I don't want to hire people I hate. Mm. So I'm hiring uh, Kevin Nealon. Sure. Colin and Quinn thinks this is bull. <laughs> Colin Quinn was the worst thing that ever happened to Weekend Update. I agree. Yeah. I agree but with you. The... Seth Meyers thinks this is bull. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Meyers too vanilla for me. Too, a little too. I mean, I love him. I, I actually despise Seth Meyers. So, so <laughs> Kevin, like Kevin Nealon's jokes on Weekend Update, be like, "Put me on your show, Seth Meyers." <laughs> we'll be back with people Phil despises after this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
it's a two-part show. Two-part show. I despise. It's a series. Yeah. Oh, if we can if we can draft our most hated SNL cast, that'd be fun too. But Jason, that's a follow-up. That would be awesome. Victoria Jackson can be everyone's pick. We're gonna everybody gets Victoria Jackson in the first round, and then we go from there. Sort of the funhouse mirror film. Exactly. Yes. Oh, she's playing her ukulele and singing about how Obama should be murdered. Oh, good. That voice is so Lex, tell us about Kevin Nealon. I just want to cite his one kind of update joke, which I think shows a lot of how he approached it. But he, and he, I think he did it twice, which makes it even funnier to me. But he said, like, let's look at this story from a different angle. And then the camera cut to a different angle, and he said the same thing he had said yeah. prior. And, like, that's a very silly and different take on update than most people did. But he was he was really good in many sketches. And, of course, since I also have Dana Carvey, now I can rekindle Hans yeah. and Franz. And uh, so I'm, nice. I'm very happy to have Kevin join the team. All right. Lisa, your pick. Uh, Tracy Morgan. Good pick. I was I was about to go there, so well well done. Good pick. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well done. Yes. Yes. Um I love to miss Star Jones. every time he'd bust out with I am a lawyer it was just great (laughs) and this is another example where the Mm -hmm. post SNL career and his work on 30 Rock you know reinforces just what a uh, funny funny and kind of force of nature guy he was and also I think says something about his his character that that, uh, Tina Fey came off of Saturday Night Live and said I'm going to do a show and Tracy Morgan's going to be in it with me which you know says something because she knew about Tracy Morgan and could have been like I'm not working with that guy and she's like no i want that guy and she's like the, she's like no one would actually believe that this is what he's like in real life and she just turned it up to 11 yeah. um as far as but, i'm concerned you also get tracy jordan and tracy jordan's movie career oh my sure. gosh if i can get angie jordan as an add-on too i'd, no, you I, can't. I'd die ha- oh man no it's just again well i have my reasons for picking tracy morgan they're all good i'm not sharing them with you because i don't care to make them another running joke <laughs> No, no, please. No. You're actually, in all seriousness, yeah. your theories about about uh, yeah. building an ensemble cast are quite spot on. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I needed I needed pick. another agent of chaos because I just said Bill Murray. I think yeah. that was uh, a fantastic. No, I, I agree. Yeah. He balances out. Yeah. No, that my last pick has to be a brainy weirdo, and you guys have screwed me. So. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, there's some, there's still some weirdos out there. Yeah. Uh, David, it's your pick. What do you have for us? Ah, well, since all all the women I was originally going to pick are gone, uh, I'm going to go with... <laughs> That's me and Story junior of high, my life. buddy. Hey, well. It sound like they've uh, been disappeared. All the women I picked are gone. <laughs> oh, it's the new dystopia coming this fall. All the women I picked are gone. Uh, it's the worst Julio Iglesias Willie Nelson song ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, of all oh. the women I've picked before. No, I'm, I'm going to go with the current <laughs> cast member. Uh, A.D. Bryant. Yes, she's so mm-hmm. funny. Interesting. Again, you know, I think there's undiscovered depths that she she has yet to go. Well, you she have Kate McKinnon too, don't you? And yeah. yes, exactly. So Dyke and Fats too, obviously. Keep doing Dyke and Fats sketches, yeah. but and and just the two of them in sketches balance each other nicely. So they, I think they make a really nice team. So. I like the yes. digital short. We can do it in my twin bed, and both of them just went oh, full bore yeah. crazy with that one. It was great. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, I have seen no Saturday Night Live for the last four years, so I've oh, Jason, talking about. Jason. Yeah. Um, Jason and I are watching sports. Yeah, yeah. and old, <laughs> old movies. movies, sports and old movies, old movies, old movies about yeah. sports. Yep. And yep. Star Trek. And Star Trek. Uh, I'm with my pick. I I also want another woman cast member. Um, I've got a couple that I've been holding. 
uh, hold, hold, <laughs> hostage. <laughs> yeah, in my it's house my somewhere. High school years. Hubba, hubba. Uh, <laughs> Julius, he's been in my bedroom for three weeks. Yeah, I've got a, a couple that I've been thinking about um, that are not, neither of whom were fantastic on the show, one of whom was um, okay on the show, and one of whom was on the show during a time when the show was completely off the rails, but have gone on to be very talented actresses and comedians. And we mentioned earlier Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I think she's a very talented person who was not Mm -hmm. put to best use on Saturday Night Live in the Dick (laughs) Ebersol era. Absolutely Um, not. I'm going to go instead for an actress from the weird first return season of Lauren Michaels, the one with Randy Quaid that season, the one with Robert Downey Jr. Um, But she's such a likable actress that I'm going to pick her despite her um, marginal work on the show. It was a marginal year. I actually think she did okay work in a really bad, weird year. Um, And that's Joan Cusack. Yep. So I'm going to pick Joan Cusack because I just like her so much, even though her year was problematic because she's really great. And I actually like my favorite sketch from that year, by the way, because I actually did watch every episode that year. There was a great Twilight Zone riff called The Limit of the imagination that involved the floating head of Randy Quaid making bizarre declarations, uh, Rod Serling style, and it's that a was great, a great. It's a great sketch. bit. So, so basically, so two thousand and nine happened back in nineteen eighty five. Is what you're saying? There, there was a really good sketch for about two minutes, and then there was mm-hmm. the rest of the year. And then, but, well, and then there was seven more minutes of it because yes, well, <laughs> sketches. Of course, it was SNL. Of course, but uh, so Joan Cusack is going to join my cast, and I think she's going to be great. Maybe her brother can can come on and hold up a boombox at some point. Anyway. Um, Monty, uh, we're at the last round. It's your pick. What do you have? At this point, I need somebody who's going to be in charge of interstitial bits. Oh, and I was I going to going pick Albert Brooks because mm. he might be the funniest person ever. But Albert Brooks's SNL-specific work was never actually my favorite. So I'm going to go with longtime SNL writer Jack Handy. Mm. Ah. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. That's a great five, choice. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Deep Jack thoughts. Stu- deep thoughts on my edition of SNL yeah. will do fine. Interesting. Not Robert Smigel went with Jack Handy. Mm-hmm. His book, The Stench of Honolulu, is uh, kind of an interesting read. <laughs> it's 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 a novel. Yeah, I was there was a great was profile of him on the In web. In the New Yorker, too. Was that yeah. what it was? Yeah, great, great yeah, profile. Yeah, the New Yorker did him. one of them. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant comedy writer. He's one of those unnerving people who's like really well adjusted and a super hard worker and just naturally weird. <laughs> those guys. Yeah. I hate those guys. <laughs> mm. I know, man. They're the worst. All right, Jack Handy is on Monty's team. Phil, it's your final pick. I'm going to round up my cast member with another person who I think was ill-served by the show. I think he still did very good work on the show. I think he uh, fills out a lot of sketches well. I'm going to go with Tim Meadows. Oh, No! Man. Uh, hmm. <laughs> it's going to be an awkward car ride home is what I'm telling you. Mm. <laughs> as good as Tim Meadows was on SNL, it was as bad as he's been on most things since. Oh, I, I, I enjoy his work on the Colbert Report. That's, no, okay. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'm really thinking mm-hmm. of that short-lived Michael Richards show on which everyone was terrible, including... Yeah, well, yes, well, really, yeah. really, you're basing people on a Michael <laughs> Richards show. I, well... Really? Yes. That's 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 your that's your basis for the value of a human being. You weren't very good on that show with that guy who was good in that one thing, but awful in everything else. What about UHF? Michael Richards was good in two things. Exactly. Awful. How dare you? I dare. I dare, sir. But Tim Meadows, you know. Tim Meadows, good. One of my favorite bits that he ever did was a weekend update segment. Um, 
uh, very it was very straight faced, very straightforward about the NHL lockout, where he was talking about how he was so happy that the Hartford Whalers would get to play again, and it, I can't do it justice because it, it he just deadpans it. Under, underplays he is one of the it all the way gifted, through. Deadpan he and is, underplay. He underplays things so well. It's just I, I don't know if he goes home and goes into like a primal scream room to get it all out or, or what. But <laughs> that's what I, I do after the incomparable. I just really love <laughs> his his, his, his matter of fact. And gosh darn it, I even like the ladies' man to a to some extent. To some extent. The to some sketch extent. or the movie? I, I liked it the first seventeen or so times. The sketch, not the movie. For God's oh, sake! Oh, was there a what? movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you put oh, it out yeah. of your mind intentionally. Yeah, no, that, let's not talk don't about tell that. Don't tell Lisa about the movie. Let's not oh. undermine my pick. No. <laughs> Tim Meadows is great. Yeah. He right. never made a movie called The Ladies Man. I had him on my utility players list. Yep. So yeah, yeah. he was, and that's why he's on my team. Yeah. Well picked, <laughs> Lex. It is your not last selection. It's my penultimate pick. Yes. And... Why do you hate <laughs> Phil Hartman, Lex? Could you just talk about that for a while? <laughs> yeah. Is your seventh pick going to be somebody better than Phil Hartman? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe his compensatory pick will just be Phil Hartman. Spit on Phil Hartman's grave for the. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to pick a Jewish cast member whose initials are AS, <laughs> and I'm debating oh, no. between two of them. Oh no! It's Mr. Sandler and Samberg. Oh, uh, oh, they both. Neither they one both, is a good neither pick. Neither on so go my ahead. list. <laughs> they both are excellent SNL players who are also very flawed. How do you feel about the opera? I was just going to say. <laughs> Um, I, have, I have post-traumatic flashbacks to opera. Music. Lisa made a very obscene gesture. <laughs> by the way, if that influences your pick in any way, it, it is by far the most vulgar thing I have ever seen her do. <laughs> so the thing here's here's my debate. Sandler is a very helpful cast member, as folks talk about in that Shales book, where, you know, if they were a few minutes short, Lauren Michaels could say, hey, Adam, I need a song about Thanksgiving. And then five minutes later, Sandler had a song about Thanksgiving where he rhymed like turkey with worky or whatever he had to do. Uh, that's helpful. Sam Berg, on the other hand, was a little bit better on tape than he was live. Um, and his digital shorts were uh, at first good and then eventually derivative and then sometimes good again. So it's, it's really very much a coin flip for me. And I want to pick the one that's going to cause the most pain to others in the draft. Uh, and so I'm going to go with Sandler. Oh, you messed it up. You were so close. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler. You can get, I hope you like Offerman because you're going to get him now. A lot of Offerman. Offerman. All right. You could have had Brooklyn Nine-Nine instead of you, you've got the Waterboy. I know. Boy. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is some of Sandberg's best work. Mm -hmm. So the yes. other day I was buying groceries and they've got the DVDs lined up. Um <laughs> And they had whatever movie Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore did recently. Mm -hmm. They do the lots. I, they're they're, I think, they're, they're I, like the they're like the Hepburn and uh, yeah. Tracy for our time. The one, yeah. the, the one where they the, went to Africa. The I think it's called. I think it's called. Yeah, that's blended. Death March, uh -huh. and so, <laughs> and it was just there. That doesn't narrow it down. Yeah, that would be funnier. Or or to steal a to steal a Norm Macdonald joke on my team. I think it was called Box Office it's Poison. poison. Mm -hmm. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the greatest interview because poor Courtney, Courtney uh, what's her, Thornsmith had no idea how to react to any of that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, uh, it was just there and I said, oh, look, there's an Adam Sandler movie that I could buy as, a, as an impulse purchase because yeah. apparently – But money has no meaning to you Because anymore. I don't care about money or joy or entertainment. So <laughs> good pick, Lex. Good, good pick. pick. Thank you. Is what I'm trying to say. Maybe you're causing people pain because they're questioning everything they know about you. Yeah. 
I'm fine with that. Lisa, it's your choice. <laughs> so I needed somebody super weird for my last pick because I didn't have enough super weird. And um, Definitely not. No, I don't. And um, I, my initial impulse was to go with Paul Britton, who was a cast member from 2010 to 2012. Phil is giving me – Phil is looking <laughs> wow. at me like a monkey who's just discovered wow. fire. Like, like just about the, the question mark is floating over his head in a bourbon-scented cloud. Now, now um, I feel that you're just naming ex-boyfriends. <laughs> 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 no, no. Um, Tim Kazarinski still available. He, he was Lord Cecil, right? That's uh, that he's was Lord Cecil Windermere. Yeah, and he also did the Legion de Paris sketches, which I find hilarious. Um, so, are you picking this guy, or is this no? What I'm you not. Fit? I'm just telling. Oh, yeah. I'm just. I'm, I'm like throwing him out as a. Lex still has another pick left, so yeah. I'm just. I'm just offering. Right. But I'm grateful to Lex because you picked the wrong AS. I'm picking Adam. Sa- I'm picking uh, Andy Samberg. <laughs> you can't have Adam Samberg. <laughs> I'm picking Andy Samberg. Um, Great choice. Because I think the digital shorts actually did a great job of dragging SNL kicking and screaming into the next century. And because to this day, I commute by ferry often. And to this day, I can't get on the stinking ferry without thinking, I'm on a I'm boat. On a boat. Yes. Take a good, hard look I, at the mm, I, I think it would boat. be safe to say that it, they sort of dragged Saturday Night Live back into a format that they already had in the 80s because that was Dick Ebersol's big innovation was doing a lot of pre-taped uh, yeah. shorts. And, I want to. They I kind of brought it back Michael around. One. I, also, I would pick it. I would pick Andy Samberg just because. Oh my God, the the one where he gets Michael Bolton to sing and dress up like Aaron Brockovich is just delightful. I want to pose a question to you. Uh huh. I'll, I'll pose this to the panel at large. Oh, <laughs> go on. Doesn't doing pre-taped things run counter to the entire idea behind Saturday Night Live? Isn't that a total betrayal of the actual? <laughs> they all need time to change. Portion of the I've, no, that, that's why you have G, That's why you have G.E. Smith grimacing while he plays. He would helm my my team of most hated Saturday Night Live elements. He totally would. Mm-hmm. G.E. Smith needs to. Uh, There's yeah. always been pre-taped and Albert yeah, Brooks and always. Mr. Bill and puppets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I, but but it's different. It's different it's when it's one. like Mr. Bill and the and the and the Muppets. And uh, Albert Brooks, it's it's not someone who's specifically. It was different in my day, says Grandpa well, even, Phil. Even the Muppets were done live. No, because the you know in the Ebersol era, there would often be like half hour of the show would be different pre-taped bits. It would, by the regular cast members, and and that was that was controversial at the time. And Lauren Michaels went you know put a stop to it when he came back. And in fact, it wasn't until really the Andy Samberg kind of era that you saw saw that come back again. Yeah, and I, I kind of resent it. I'm on the West Coast. I never see it live anyway. What difference do I care? <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Just watch true. a movie or sports. Um, <laughs> David, it's your turn. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yep. But, you know, I kind of like Everyone her. is thinking about Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, I'm thinking well, about her right Louis now. It's that, yeah. it's that Rolling Stone cover. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I prefer her as an actress mm-hmm. compared to a sketch comedy, yep. you know. Um, and you know, I thought, well, I could do interstitials with Ben Stiller because he did that for a little while, four mm. episodes, and they didn't know what to do with him nope. either. So, so you know, I I could go with him, but you know, and then it's like Harry Shearer, and it's like, well, you're just listing things now. <laughs> but but then I then I thought about it, and it's like, I kind of like the thought of picking another woman and having the women outnumber the men for once. Nice. Ooh, I'll go with Vanessa Bear. Yes, again, that's a great current, pick. Current cast member again, another one of those utility players who can just be weird or be straight straight man. 
you know, but but yeah, let's have the women outnumber the men for once. David, and, I'm, and, hmm? I, I'm not going to belittle your choices here, but you've picked a lot of current <laughs> cast members, which would seem to suggest that the current cast is great. Well, the current cast is not bad. The writing is awful. Mm. Um, but David's going to uh, do all the writing on SNL himself <laughs> on his show. So it'll be that's fun. true. It's well, all radio dramas. <laughs> it's no. It's all. It's all Studio Sixty. I'm going to have Matt all. Oh, oh Lord! Cancelled. Cancelled. Cancelled after the first commercial break. Yep. Yep. Well, David's halfway to the ex porn stars, and he can probably get Cecily Strong off the waiver wire if he needs her. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Um, but to be fair, a lot of my first picks were already taken. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> That's no defense. Weird thing to be proud of, but okay. Well, I would have, I would have taken Gilda Radner and Maya Rudolph sure. and, you, you know. don't get them. So, but I don't get them. The draft format so. is cruel. That's right. All right. David takes somebody from a show that I've never seen. But um, I like my cast, so. All right. She does a great Bar Mitzvah Boy and a great Miley Cyrus. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm going to go back to the eighties for a guy who, again, I think is not uh, thought of, uh, as well now as he was during his era on the show when he was, he was for uh, two or three years, the go-to sketch comedian. And of course, then you've also got his time on other great sketch comedy shows. I am going to make my last cast member, Martin Short. I was convinced you were going to say Joe Piscopo. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, Martin Short, you get your end grimly. Yeah, you get you get your um you get Nathan your Thurm. Jackie Jackie Brad, Rogers Jackie Jr. Jr. Jackie Rogers Jr. You got Jackie your, Bradley Jr. is an outfielder yeah. for the Red Sox. You get, but your, Jackie Rogers, <laughs> you get your Jackie Rogers Jr. Uh, million dollar Daddy, jackpot sir. wad, which is one of the greatest sketches of all time. If you haven't seen Jackie Rogers Jr.'s million million dollar jackpot wad, you are missing something. Watch <laughs> it on YouTube. Um, and Barton Short, you know uh, some great um he, he the nervous executive. Being that's interviewed for sixty thorough. minutes, speaking of pre-taped sketches, that's a classic. Um, yeah, and and again, we now think, oh, Martin Short, he he, what did he do after Saturday Night Live? A bunch of stuff that wasn't that interesting. But the fact is, on SNL, he was the go-to guy for several years and very very funny. So I'm happy to have Martin Martin Short on my. On my and movie. after ripping apart uh, pre-taped stuff, he did that great thing with Harry Shearer, where they synchronized try to become yeah. the synchronized oh, swimmers. Oh, that's the best. That oh, is. Yeah. That is simply the best. Um, I know you. I know you. <laughs> Dig a hole. That, that is the best hole. pre-taped thing that has ever been on Saturday Night Live. Strong he, words. He, Harry Shearer no, and it's true. Guest were only on that one year. Yeah, and, it, and they were the show. Was it only one year? I thought he was it on was more only than one, one year. Nope. Yes, one year. Just one year. Yeah. The last. The last Dick right, well, year. They killed that year. That was a great year. But it was. It was beautiful. They called any pre-recorded segments he were in. They called him Martin Short. No. Oh. Boo. <laughs> I liked Martin Short's terrible uh, Jiminy Glick show. Huh? I thought I it was fun. That show. It, it Everybody did. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Monty loves I'm the so terrible. I'm so confused. <laughs> um, anyway, Martin Short, I'm going to put him in lots of sketches and it's going to be good. Um, and I realized I was actually going to pick Dennis Miller with my last pick because although he is a problematic figure today and a lot of people don't like him, um, he was, I could argue, maybe the best mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Weekend yes. Update guy. He was great. His reference humor, I love I love it. Um, uh, but uh, I realized that I already have uh, Chevy Chase. Yeah. <laughs> he can do it. You're it's covered. fine. Who's and, got Dana Carvey? And he's Chevy Chase That's and you're me. not. Well, then I you can. Have, you, you should draft Dana uh, Dennis Miller, so that they can do the they can do the side by side. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, cha cha. 
Well, I think the argument is that he has Dana Carvey. He doesn't need the actual <laughs> exactly. smell. <laughs> Plus, I got, I got Kevin Nealon. I'm All fine. Right. Lex, you uh, decided not to get Phil, Phil Hartman at the top. So now you get a, an extra pick at the bottom. Here it is. I've, I'm, it's okay. Phil I'm, I, I debated, <laughs> do I need a weirdo? And if I needed a weirdo, I was going to go towards Will Forte. If I needed another, I on my list. Will I I needed on my another list. true yeah. utility player, I was going to go Jason Sudeikis, who really yeah, was nice. Yeah, I had him on my ever. list. Yeah. I'm actually but surprised I'm, he didn't go higher. I'm choosing neither. Because oh, I, he's I'm, not going I'm, at all. Daryl Hammond choosing, is still out there, who is the most versatile random guy who yeah. is on forever too. I'm going to pick the only SNL cast member who ever became a United States senator. I'm going to go with. <laughs> oh, uh, no. And here's why. Boo. Although yeah. Al Franken, <laughs> Senator Dennis Miller. <laughs> yeah, Senator Hitler is who I'm picking. Uh, although <laughs> it's, it's the me decade. Although oh, Al Franken from the Gene Domanian era, Hitler is was far West. from a great performer. <laughs> Uh, Jason indicated in the rules that we could also pick folks who were writers. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, Stuart Smalley, I mean, people loved that for a little while. He was very popular. Uh, and Stuart Smalley, fine character, whatever. But Al Franken, an excellent writer for Saturday Night Live. I don't have anybody. I have Dana Carvey to do political stuff, but I don't have anybody to actually write the political content. Al Franken, perfect at it. SNL, very good when it's good politically. So I, I needed Al Franken there to help round it out. I think his best uh, political work was done with Tom Davis. Yeah. They they yeah. did the uh, yeah. final day sketch. Uh, yes. Sorry, my top pick, Dan Aykroyd, um, yeah. where uh, it, it, it that actually trumps the real final days of yeah. Richard Nixon. I, I you, know, Kennedy, that, having sex with women in the White House. That never happened when Richard Nixon was president. Get down on your knees and pray with me, Henry. Pray! <laughs> <laughs> yep. So... Um, it's a decent pick, Lex, I guess. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Phil, I suppose. <laughs> I had five people on my wow. list that I couldn't draft. You know, I, I, I would like to yeah. – um, I still have a list of this spreadsheet. Yep. And I, I'm just going to name the, the who, people who I was considering. Okay, let's, let's, go, let's go through uh, – we're going to – this is the who you didn't pick round and then we'll be done. Monty, who do you have left? Um, in the face of – Undoubted mockery. The people I had left listed were Bobby Moynihan, Horatio Sands, David Spade, and Nora Dunn. David Spade's a fine option. I agree with all of those except Nora Dunn. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Phil? I have Jim Brewer, Christopher. Boo. Christopher. Ah, uh, well, boo you. Yeah. Christopher, Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest, yeah. I had Daryl Hammond. Mm-hmm. He came in for a lot of mockery tonight, but Tim Kazarinski, I thought he was a he was a hell of a writer, actually. Yes. Um, Don Novello. Ah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I didn't pick him because it would have meant I would have had to talk to him, but Joe Piscopo was a <laughs> fine impressionist. Uh, I had Julia Sweeney. I had oh, yeah. Jason Sudeikis on my list. And um, I had Damon Waynes for his uh, – uh, <laughs> Talented couple... other thing. You could do a whole team of people. Exactly. Talented if we, if we were doing a draft of people who went on to better things after Saturday Night Live kept, kicked them to the curb, D- Damon Waynes and Chris Rock would probably be the yeah. uh, anchors. Yeah, of and Robert team. Downey Jr., I think. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. <laughs> also. Anthony Michael Hall is a strong Anthony Michael Hall, sure. Apparently Sarah Jenny Silverman Raffle. was on Saturday Sarah Night Live. Silverman. Yeah, apparently she was. Mark McKinney. Yeah, Michael McKean. Mark McKinney's best work was before Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I think his best ensemble is with kid, Kids in the Hall. Yeah, yeah but so, it was before Saturday yeah. Night Live. Saturday yeah. So, and, uh, Lex, did you have any extras? Well, I, I mentioned uh, Sudeikis and Forte. Uh, the other one who I would have on my list is Phil's uh, beloved uh, Seth Meyers because I think his writing was really strong and he was a, a great head writer on that show. Nope. 
<laughs> now right. Phil with a rebuttal. Lisa, who do you have left? Anybody? Oh, on my on my uh, on my list that yeah. I didn't get a chance to yeah. draft. Um, you know, no, no. All right, no. Um, Lisa's happy no. with her team. Confident with her decisions. All right, David, yeah. do you have anybody uh, left over? Oh yeah, I had uh, Rachel Dratch and Jan Hooks. Hmm. Uh, Rich I'm, Hall, sho- I'm shocked. Like this him. is the first time that someone has mentioned Rachel Dratch's name hmm. in the context yeah. of picking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't. What a I, Debbie Downer. Well, no, she was a utility player. Like, but if you yeah. want a if you want a female utility player, I would I would still pick Julia Sweeney over Rachel Dratch because I think Sweeney I think Sweeney disappeared into her characters more effectively. Yes, she she was also on my list and yeah. Sudeikis. And, you know, I, I was just sort of, as we were going along, looking and going, who who are the combinations I wanted to see? And so that's why yeah. I didn't wind up picking all these. All right. And my list, I, I uh, the names I still had on it, um, I, I thought about Paul Schaefer. <laughs> why? Um, I thought about... <laughs> I thought about uh, Harry. Also, was one of the few people to actually drop the f bomb. Yeah, flogging and, mm-hmm. flogging and flogging and flogging and flogging. One of those Harry, wasn't a flogging. Yep, Harry Shearer, uh, Gary Kroger, of course, as I mentioned earlier. <laughs> Randy Quaid, Dave, Damon Wayans, um, Chris Rock. I thought about sp- speaking of the people who who went on to better things. Janine Garofalo would be in that camp too, I suppose. See, I kept everybody off my list who I thought was woefully underused. Yeah, yeah. Because that's an entirely different, uh, you know, you could draft dozens that way. I also had uh, Will Forte, uh, Bill Hader, uh, who got taken, I guess, Jason Sudeikis, Keenan Thompson. um, Mm -hmm. I do like his stuff. Yeah. And Dennis Miller. All right, and that brings us to the end. Let me recap for you before we go who your uh, your new cast members are. Uh, Monty, you get Phil Hartman, Eddie Murphy, Gilda Radner, Amy Poehler, Mike Myers, Jenny Slate, Jack Handy. I would watch that show. All right, thanks I for being here. I would watch that show. Thank you. Philip Michaels, uh, you get Phil Hartman, Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, wow, Kristen Wiig, Norm <laughs> MacDonald, Casey Wilson, and Tim Meadows. I am pleased with that roster. All right. I, would, I wouldn't change a thing. All right. Lisa, you get Phil Hartman, Bill Murray, Anna Gasteyer, Bill Hader, Abby Elliott, Tracy Morgan, and Andy Samberg. Pay in the bills. <laughs> uh, very mercy. No, it's not. Uh, imaginary bills in an yes. imaginary network. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Lohr, you get Phil Hartman, Tina Fey, Kate McKinnon, Chris Parnell, John Lovitz, A.D. Bryant, Vanessa Bayer, people I have never heard of. Congratulations. <laughs> they don't actually exist, Jason. It's yeah. just a joke. It could be Bert Harbinson. <laughs> Fred Manfringenson. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and Joe Steele. Um, that's a fake name. That's totally fake. Uh, Lex Friedman, thank you for being here. You get Dana Carvey, Will Ferrell, Maya Rudolph, Chris Farley, Kevin Nealon, Adam Sandler, and me... <laughs> Al Franken. <laughs> wow, he really I, uh, hates Phil Hartman. I'm very, I'm very pleased with that. I, I, I don't have Phil Hartman for some reason, but I'm very yeah. pleased with my cast. Because if you're seething hatred, well, of you him. got Dana Carvey instead of Phil Hartman, so you know that'll just that'll that'll have to work. Dana Carvey, I think, is the linchpin. Well, when you don't have Phil Hartman, you have to grasp for anything. <laughs> <laughs> and my choices were, of course, Phil Hartman. Billy Crystal, Chevy Chase, Jane Curtin, I'm going to use a time machine, Fred Armisen, Joan Cusack, and Martin Short. 
A difficult cast. I don't know if I want to watch Jason. Like I, th- I think the most interesting would be the bat behind the scenes. I feel like poor Joan Cusack. I'm doing a reality show. Yeah. Can you cast me in another movie, please? I want to read the Tom Shales book about well, Jason. I'll cast. just take. Yeah. The, I'll just take the the Billy Crystal year cast. How about that? I'll just take them. We'll just mm. do that again. Do oh, that. I'll take the second or, season or, cast, or then. I'll take the cast of Spinal Tap. Anyway. That wraps it up. I hope you've enjoyed us talking about people who are on a sketch comedy show over the course of 40 years? Yeah. 40 years. 40. 40, yeah. If, you ha- if you're listening and you know any of these people, please feel free to pass on how we've used them like dolls. <laughs> it's fantasy. It's <laughs> fan- them around for our entertainment. Now they know how athletes feel with yes. about fantasy sports. Thank you to everybody out there for listening to The Incomparable. Thanks to my panel once again. Thanks to everybody uh, who we picked. Uh, We'll see you next time on The Incomparable. Goodbye.